it's hard to finish things. It's hard to persevere. It's hard to have follow through. But when you do, like when you harness all your energy and you stop spiraling over a dude or a breakup or a little thing or what that person meant when they looked at you a weird way or what, you know, when you stop like, in, and you and you and you harness your your attention and your energy and you realize that ultimately you are the person who dictates how you feel and what you put your attention on and what your life is all about and what you think about uh, and you harness your energy and you put it on something that actually makes you better and expands you and uh, takes you to an- another level where you impress yourself and whatever that's the best feeling in the entire world. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Katie Dalebow and you are listening to Let It Out, the podcast with me as your host. And you just heard from today's guest, Alexi Wasser, who's my podcasting heroine and just a really cool person that I, I've been really excited to air this episode for, for a long time. And it was a really tough choice to choose an intro quote soundbite for the beginning because we had a two hour plus conversation and Alexi's really smart and interesting and creative and sweet. And it was tough to choose just one thing to highlight at the beginning. But luckily, you don't have to choose for long because a very long, very tangential conversation with her and I is about to be in your headphones or on your speaker or in your car or wherever you're listening. But just prepare yourself that it's a very long conversation. We're two very excited, long-winded, only children, so prepare yourself for that. Buckle your seatbelt and just sit back and enjoy. I love Alexi. I love listening to her podcast, Love Alexi. I've mentioned it many, many times on the podcast that it's one of my favorites. But if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. And Hopefully, I'll do her podcast and get to meet her and have another two-hour conversation with her, maybe on her podcast, and hopefully someday have her again on my podcast, but it was just a great conversation. We talked about everything from dating and relationships to creativity and career and what happens when we die and just all sorts of fascinating subjects, and yeah, I, I really just can't wait for you to hear it. One thing that we spoke about at the beginning is about vulnerability and feeling exposed when you do work online such as a podcast or a blog and that's pretty ironic because I end up sharing a bunch about or maybe oversharing about my dating life at the beginning of this episode and one day in particular that I had gone on the night before I recorded this podcast with Alexi which I recorded several months ago now I think it was at the very beginning of the summer that I recorded this episode it was when I had first decided to change the name of the podcast from the wellness wonderland the vintage title and have it be let it out so she was a great first guest for that new direction of the podcast and ever since everything has been going really well with a new change in title so yeah thanks Alexi maybe she set things on a really great foot but anyway if you don't want to hear about me being vulnerable and talking about my 
silly date and my thoughts and feelings on that skip to like 45 minutes in and we get more into talking about Alexi and her life and not as much about me and and my dating and me asking for help but I left it in and maybe you think it's interesting maybe you think it's funny I was going to edit it out but then I was like why am I doing that that's silly I want to be really authentic and real and I don't know I just left it in so hopefully you enjoy it but if you don't That's what the 15-second forward button is for. Anyway, I want to get right into today's episode, but first, shout out to Amazon. You know Amazon. You love Amazon. And if you want to support the podcast, a really great way to do it is to just click on the link to Amazon through my website, through the show notes of this podcast, and Amazon will toss a few pennies my way, and it doesn't even cost you anything extra. So, Thank you to Amazon, and if you want to support the podcast, that's one way to do it. Another way that I say every week is to leave a review on iTunes. It's so helpful, and what's even more helpful is to subscribe to the podcast on your telephone listening device. And listen, subscribing is actually so helpful, and you could just think of it as giving the podcast a high five. As soon as you press that purple button, you're just giving me a high five, and I really appreciate it, so that's great. And then also, tell a friend about the podcast. If you found it interesting, if you found it to be helpful, if you learned something, if you feel less alone when you listen to it, if it makes your commute a little bit less boring, send it to a friend who also might enjoy it. That is so helpful. Anyway, I am so excited that Alexi did the podcast. I am so happy for you to hear this episode. Let me know what you think, and I will talk to you again at the end of the show. I like to pretend that I'm in the Nerdist studio when I'm really just in my bedroom, but we're we're doing it. Yeah, we're both... We're both in our pajamas. I'm not wearing a bra. I'm wearing a white slip. I'm newly single. I'm feeling a lot of feelings. Let's talk about everything. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yes. Let's <gasps> talk about all of the things. I'm so excited. I was – I have copious notes, as you said. Oh, God. I can't I'm believe using you. all of your lines. I'm just living my life with the oh Lex- my God. Alexi Wasser. Oh, I'm- my God. I can't believe it because I didn't even know that I said live in my life a lot until I had that guy, Fernando, on my I show. I yeah, and he like copied my. Uh, he turned. I don't know. I became. I'm, I'm becoming a character of myself, a uh, caricature of myself uh, through Fernando's eyes. He like really illuminated me to me. Anyway, go on. No, I love it. I'm just. I've been excited for this all week. I'm so excited to have you. I was thinking about. Well, first of all, welcome. I'm so glad that you're hanging out with me. And like I told you in the email, like. You're just the coolest person that I know and I follow. And so I've been following your blog for years and I have no idea how I originally found I Am Boy Crazy, Alexi's blog for everyone listening. Um, but I, I must have been following it like a really long time ago and I loved it. So I donated to it because I was like, yeah, I'm a blogger and I want to support other girl boss bloggers. So I donated and I forgot about it until like a year later and you, yeah, like way far, many, many months later. And all of a sudden I got this email from this Alexi Wasser person and it just in the subject line, it said, 
BTW, thank you. And I was like, what is this? Like, and I'd kind of forgotten, like, who you were, and I didn't remember, like, donating. And it was you just being like, thank you so much for donating. That was super nice. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what a nice person. And so I, like, got back into your work, and I just kind of forgot about it. And then more recently, I – because you're not blogging as much now, now that you have your podcast, right? Yeah. So more recently, I heard you on your friend Sofia Amaruso's podcast, Girl Boss Radio, and I didn't put two and two together that you were that same person that I loved your blog and I donated to your blog and you emailed me and you were super nice over email. And I was just like, oh, this girl is so cool. Like, I want to have her on my podcast. I got to check out. You were talking about you had just started a podcast. I was like, I got to check this person out. And I had no idea that you were the girl from I Am Boy Crazy. Like, I recently put that together. So it was just meant to be and I'm so glad that you're here living your life with me ah! and it's gonna be oh great my I'm, yeah oh my god yeah I, I feel like I'm, I'm a control freak so I'm gonna try to like lead this thing so I don't want to do that so I'm just gonna like follow your lead no as you say this is a love letter to you and you can just sit back and like be in the guest seat and just relax it's like getting your hair cut or getting a massage you just get to talk about your thoughts and feelings and I get to be the one, as you say, to figure out how we land this plane in a while from now. So, yeah. Just... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I can't believe I, – for I, I can't believe I have so many catchphrases, and I can't believe you know all of them, and I had no idea that – I, I got to, like, uh, up my game with all my phrases. Oh, but thank you for your care package. Okay, so, well, oh, God, this is me wanting to take take the lead. I was going to say, well, Katie no, sent I me like a care it. package. I like it. I'm like, whenever you I'm want. like – just for a second, just because uh, Katie was supposed to do my podcast. I'm like talking to the audience I don't know exists, but I know they're there. I, 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 I'm almost positive that they're all out there listening. Um, but uh, yeah, so Katie was, was in LA for a second, was going to do my podcast. Uh, and then I don't know what happened. I think I had a job and I had to work and things got shuffled around and, uh, and we weren't able to meet up in person. And so she still has to do my podcast when she gets back to LA. But in the meantime, yeah, you sent me this amazing care package. I guess you, you – flew to LA with and then took took back home with you and then sent out to me again and I couldn't believe it like I you guys it was great. Katie is the greatest person on earth it's like there's a, a Sephora pearl face mask and like uh, your book yeah, which is I really I forgot a, about everything in there cuz I like made it so long ago <laughs> Oh my god I feel horrible no, no it's like No stop no I I love have you ever read that very cheesy five love languages book or heard of it No what's that it's like, I feel like you might be into it, actually. I haven't even read it. I just, like, know a lot about it because it's, like, these different love languages of how people receive love or how people, like, feel loved. And some people, it's through, like, words of affirmation and they need, like, people telling them that they like them and that they're pretty all the time. And for other people, it's, like, like random acts of, like, service. So it's, like, doing the dishes for someone or, like taking out the trash for them or I don't know like stuff like that and then other people it's like gifts and that's how they like give love and receive love and I think that must be mine because I love giving people like really funny thoughtful gifts and so I was so excited when I was coming I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna give you a Katie's favorite things that's like Alexi's favorite things but it I because you always talk about how you wear eyeliner so I was like I'm gonna put some eyeliner in there and then I was giving you like stuff that I really like that that like that face mask and I think I actually listened to your podcast that week and somebody was on your podcast and she was doing like a hand mask and I was like that sounds really cool and I wanted to find you one of those but you'll have to settle for the face mask no I prefer the face mask who's doing a hand mask oh who's doing on your, yeah, who, 
maybe it what maybe I just like heard it weird, but I swear that's what she said. She like came to your podcast. And oh she was- yes, no, it was Erin McGathy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. She has a podcast too called "This Feels Terrible." Oh, oh god, yeah. it's really it's really loud out here. Can you hear that in the background? No, I don't hear anything. Um, good, good. Is that's how like I like it. Perfect. Yeah, there's some kind of construction weirdness happening. Oh, and I just used my chapstick that you sent me. So there's like, and the only thing that broke that was so annoying was I says that you have a fragrance, which is like incredible that you have like your own perfume, and that spilled. And I'm so annoyed. And it, but whatever. Like because I I was no, what a bummer. That's okay. When I come to LA, I'll bring a new one, and I'll bring you like a travel size purse one that you can keep in your purse for dates. And (laughs) at least it's like all natural organic essential oils so it's not gonna like taint all the other stuff in the package but what a bummer when you sent me the snapchat i was like oh no i hope she didn't cut her fingers that looks really dangerous oh no i got through it it was all good i'm i'm, I'm stronger for it but uh what do you want to know what are we talking about here oh my gosh are you sing- so many are you things sing- are you single by I'm the way single. or are you married i went on a date last night no oh, wow. i'm definitely What's- not married with who um, was what was did you meet him on an app or anything? Yeah, I met him on an app, which I'm always like really embarrassed about and I always just feel really like giggly about. And then on the date last night, he was like telling everyone that it was our first date, which was oh, like that's, that's cute. You think it's cute? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I was just like every time he said that I would just like cringe and be like, I want people to think we've either like we're like really close friends or like we've known each other forever. Like to know that it's a first date, I just feel like is like awkward and goofy. But he was very into telling everyone that. And then it was like really it was really fun. He took us to like this cool me to this cool place and we that I hadn't been before. It was like this cool wine bar and it was great. We were, like, having a great time. And then, like, it's one of those, like, community table situation places where they're, you, like, share a table with a lot of people. I know all about community tables, and I love being a single girl going to a restaurant and, like, sitting at a community table because there's this restaurant called M Cafe in L.A. where I used to sit at the community table and then just, like, you know, pretend I was on dates with men that I thought were attractive who were sitting across from me. But uh, but on a date, a real date, it might be annoying to be at a community community table. What happened with you? Yeah, well, it was kind of funny because the other people around the table started to, like, it was actually kind of cute and fun, started to, like, cheer us on because he said to one person, like, oh, it's our first date, and then they were, like, watching us and, like, watching every interaction, and I just felt very, like, exposed. yeah, like, on a podcast, basically, which was probably good for me because I'm more comfortable when I'm recording my conversations apparently but then like another couple came up and it was like the same they that couple told the other couple oh they're on a first date and it just oh became my god this, like, that's so annoying thing and it was just pretty goofy and then we like went to another place and went to dinner and it like I was able to like chill out but that first moment of like everyone was it was just a lot of community happening that's like a I don't know I feel like yeah if you're already cringing don't forget about that feeling but also like that's a that's a bold first date like drinks at one spot and then going to dinner at another like he must already have a crush on you right I know and okay he picked me up in his car which I felt like it was like 1974 and I was like making fun of it to my roommate and she was just like watching me leave like she was my mom it was really funny (laughs) wait you let him pick you up on a first I, date? Okay, I let him pick me up on a first date. We Okay, so even though we met on an app, like, I know him. Like, he – this is, like, so exposing right now. <laughs> but um, but it's okay. He, like, basically didn't know what podcasts were, so he'll never listen to this. But he was, like, 
I we have a bunch of mutual friends and we knew each other. We met in college, but we just didn't like remember that. Like I knew he oh. looked really familiar. And he was texting me, whatever, and he had asked me to hang out several times, and I honestly couldn't and, like, also wasn't really into it at first. And I was like, no, I can't. I'm traveling, which was true. I was gone. And then I he, like, asked me to hang out another day, and I had, like, a book party here. And I was like, literally, I can't. And he thought I was making up an excuse. And I was like, no, I have this thing. And I, like, told him the thing that I had. And... And then he came. That was how I first met him. So then I was like, all right, I can get in this car with this stranger since I've already met him one time before. Because he's not, he's not a murderer. You're alive still, and we're doing this podcast, so it's great. I made it. But, and by the way, talking about exposing yourself, that is such a tricky thing with, like, being a person who, uh, you know, you put yourself out there. You have your podcast. You have your blog. I can totally relate. I – and I'm not – I'm going to try to nip this in the bud because I'm already going down a bad path, but – I just got out of a thing. I was dating somebody for three and a half months, four if you count our, us chatting on on the app that we met on. He was like, I, I met him on an app. It's on so Raya? weird. Yes, I met him on Raya and he's totally lovely and wonderful. But it ended like I was kind of uncomfortable the entire time we were dating because I just felt like he's not my normal type. And I, I feel like I just feel like this is a little bit off, but he was so nice and we did have fun and it was great on paper. But like yeah. it just have you ever dated anybody where it feels off? Yeah, I mean, I I was really rooting for this relationship with you. It sounded so good. I feel like I've been like along for the ride on this because you've been talking oh. about it here. Oh and my there god! Oh, oh my god! Oh wait, what did, what did I say that that you heard? Because I forget what I say and I forget like the impression I give. Like what? Okay, what this is do good. You know? I can be your focus group of like all of the things. I can be your fangirl because I literally listen to everything you put out. I feel like I know that he was Spanish or something. Mm-hmm. And I know that he was not your usual type. He, like, worked out and stuff and was, like, a really healthy, not your usual type. But he was really nice, and you guys had a lot of fun together and got along. That's what I took from it. And it seemed seemed good, but it also seemed maybe like you weren't super thrilled and something seemed off, which was like, well, I want her to have all of the things. And if this guy isn't all of that, then no thank you. Oh my God, that's the narrative that you got. That's the impression I left with you. Because is, yeah. is that? Is, oh my God, I had no idea. This is very interesting. Okay, thank you. Because I can't see. I'm so in it, and I'm so like, you know, living my life. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> so like, so I did a. So I I I I have like five podcasts I've recorded. Um, you know, like that are in the bank. Mm-hmm. So I I could I could put out five podcasts, uh, and then, uh, put out the podcast that I recorded day before yesterday put that out five weeks from now um but my, my, my point is day before I, I the guy and I ended ended our relationship on Monday on Monday and uh, it was very mutual and then I recorded a podcast with my guests on Wednesday and I've told myself Alexi please don't overshare just keep this to yourself like because I was still processing and, and I was like spiraling because even though it's better that we're not together because it wasn't right I was just like Oh my God. I had like verbal, it was just like crazy. I just overshared. And I, and I actually listened back to the podcast I recorded with, with a guest um, on Wednesday about the breakup and everything. And it's really funny, but, and it's really honest and it's so raw, but I'm afraid it might not be nice because all I do is talk about how uncomfortable I was during the whole thing. And I didn't really highlight how like, he's a great guy and we did have fun. Like, and I'm terrified and I, and I don't want to edit it and I don't want to not put it out and I think I am going to put it out and I don't know when and I hope he doesn't listen. And it's like putting yourself out there into the world on a podcast or a, 
blog or whatever it is you do if, you, if you're putting yourself out there in the mm. world. It's like such a balance and I, I don't know what to do. I think I'm just going to yeah. put it out and I hope he doesn't listen and I don't know if I should put it out next week uh, or if I should put it out five weeks from now or what do you think? Well, I mean, I totally understand. I feel like it's a slippery slope. Like as I'm speaking, I'm always like f- forgetting the fact that, oh, wait, we're recording this and it's not just Alexi and I hear whoever and I hear and you start to second guess the stuff that you're saying, which you wouldn't in a normal conversation. That's like the one weird thing about podcasts. And I think it depends on if you want to be really like authentic and raw with your listeners and like let them in your life, it would make sense to have it come out really quickly, but also like to protect yourself and to protect him. I think I would probably say like, wait the five weeks or three weeks or whenever you feel like putting that one out so then that way there is some space and you can like take a beat and if you decide you know two weeks from now that you want to change it you still can it wasn't already out there and then just give it some time because who knows maybe something will happen or you'll I don't know that I don't know but I I'm no expert yeah, it's weird. It's like only been no. That's a great idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out all the other ones I recorded. Sit on bef- it. Yeah, I'm gonna put out all the other ones that I recorded previously, and and then put it out there, and then and then I'll try to save it in the intro by just being like, hey, I was processing. I went through a breakup. This this is this is how it is. He's wonderful. This yeah. is all for the best. And oh, that's uh, but perfect. this yeah. But this but this is me uh, spiraling in the moment, and uh, I apologize if it sounds crazy or misleading or whatever because I just oh my god anyway that's the best of both worlds because in the intro you can say all the things that you wish you had said that in the moment you forgot to say which is perfect that's perfect I feel good about this I feel like we we hashed something out I know how you feel though about like being you were being raw and real but you forgot to say some other things looking back that you forgot like I was I had to um talk at this thing that I wasn't thinking I was going to have to talk at and I thanked a bunch of people but I forgot to thank like the main people and afterwards I just like still in my mind when I think about it I like cringe because I know it's like a different example but I know how you're feeling when it's like I forgot to say this one thing the other stuff was true but anyway I don't even know if I'm making sense. No you're you're making so much sense and another thing about uh, the internet and putting yourself out there and social media and blogs and podcasts um People will read into things that aren't even about them. Like at the beginning of this this podcast episode that I did where I was processing and spiraling mm-hmm. uh, two days post-breakup or three days post my breakup. Um, and the relationship was only like three and a half, four months. No big deal. But, you know, he mattered. I care about him. Anyway, um, uh, is that in the episode I refer to sex that I had with somebody. Like I, I go, oh, I had – I had sex – I was dating a guy and blah, blah, and I said something about like the t- the kind of sex or how I felt about the sex I had with that person. I wasn't even talking about the dude that I had just – that we had, I just broken up mm-hmm. with. I was just referring to like past sex in my life. But now I'm terrified he's going to read into that because – and, you know, I'm afraid he's going to read into uh, tweets. If I tweet something, if I, yeah. if, I do a, if I do a video on Snapchat, if I post something on Instagram, you never know – when people are going to be like, oh, that's probably about me or we just broke up or or this is about this because people will reframe stuff for themselves and read into all this shit we put out there on the internet. And sometimes they're right and a lot of times they're wrong because they have their own stories they're projecting on a shit. So it's just like, I guess you can't control yeah. all of it. It's just whatever. But uh, I know I'm just like worried. I'm like, oh God, I wasn't 
some of the things I was referring to vaguely weren't about him, but uh, if he thinks that they are about him, he will be offended. But I was just talking about some other faceless man from my past in general. Anyway, so what else is going on? Anyway, <laughs> well, it's it's okay. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like the thing is, you just can't control it, and to filter yourself and not to be your and you're so good at this, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about anyway. But you have this amazing ability of being so authentic and raw and real and relatable. And honestly, Alexi, you've helped me so much to be able to see myself through you. And you're just like this big sister figure to me as a fellow only child that I feel like I never had and always wanted to be able to like talk about this sort of thing with, even though this is the first time we're actually speaking, but I feel like I've talked to you a million times because you're like whispering in my ear all the time through your podcast. But I think that for you to filter that sort of thing just because of how someone may or may not perceive it would be a disservice to yourself because you probably feel really great when you're like yourself and raw and real and living your life and also to like me and your fans and your followers so I don't know that's just my thoughts and feelings on that. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. That's crazy. I can't believe it. It's so weird when you realize that maybe somebody that, you know, is listening. It's I can't me. believe you. I know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. It's like, it's like the most flattering, lovely thing. It makes me feel like, uh, yes, I don't know. Yes, this is a love letter to you. Just soak it up. It's going to be amazing. I, I was nervous about this conversation, not because I was nervous to talk to you, because I just knew you would be down to earth and cool and a nice person. So I wasn't nervous about that, but I just had so many topics and questions that I wanted to ask you and people were submitting questions in my Facebook group for you and I was like I can't these are great people but like I just want to ask her my questions because I'm a selfish only child so hopefully we can get through all of mine and other people's and oh my god ask me everything tell me all right let's want to know let's do this so okay so the first thing in my copious notes I want to know how did you first get into talking about love and relationships and sex have you always been fascinated by those topics why did that become the focus of your first blog i am boy crazy and then the focus of the podcast what what draws you to those topics i think i'm okay i had a very chaotic uh bizarre childhood i love my mom she's like my best friend uh my upbringing especially with my dad. My dad's like a, a misogynist, mean guy. He was like 20 years old or 25, maybe 30 years old than my mom. Uh, he, he's like a kind of, he's like 80 now. He's like so old. He comes from a different generation. And uh, my household, I had like an angry misogynist dad, but he was also kind of like girl crazy. And my household was very oversexed. Like my parents were always having sex, even though they split up when I was six. And he would just like, the way my dad would talk about women and he was just, he was girl crazy. So I had this like weird skewed view. Uh, and I talk about this on my podcast about how I didn't even realize there's a thing called like the male gaze where like women see, we see ourselves through like the eyes of men, uh, you know, like make, make movies and dominate our culture. Like so was, anyway, I just saw my eyes, myself through the eyes of like my dad and, uh, and how he perceives women. So I guess like, I don't know. I I don't know if that links to what I'm going to say next, but like I've always been boy crazy. Like I, I've always been like kind of a – I probably like 
maybe I don't know. I, I always felt like my dad didn't say I love you enough. It's such a boring, like nobody cares story. But I I don't know if this, this is separate from my childhood. But I I I think I sought like validation in men, and I sought like I sexualized situations a lot with guys because I wanted them to like love me, and I like pillow talk, and I like intimacy, and I'm a romantic. But it was like I think you know there's some kind of like love and sex addiction or some kind of like in me and. So I've always just been like boy crazy and I've dated a ton of guys and uh, been in like always good kind of like subconsciously wake up in the morning being like maybe today's the day I'm going to meet the love of my life or like or you know and I love romantic comedies and I love uh, this sounds so stupid what I'm saying but whatever Um, and I just I'm a romantic. I'm just like such a romantic. Me too. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like not just me. So I, I'm like thinking, oh, this is just like, I know it's not just me. And I know that like, you know, whether it's my childhood or just our culture that like, uh, I think our culture is like, it's like fall, fall in love, get the boy to like you, fall in love, uh, be in a romantic comedy. But then when you're married, it's like everybody loves Raymond and then men hate women. And then it's yeah, like, oh, it's, and then it, it's yeah. like, it's it's such a weird thing how they paint like in a marriage you're trapped and it's yeah. horrible it's like so it's so confusing but I all I know is that like I would uh, I felt there's so many different tangential pieces I'm trying to throw into this one thing tangential but, conversation just like you I love that like, word I feel like I don't say it right but I learned it from you you're expanding you, my vocabulary ah! and my love life <laughs> oh my god I love that well I just uh, I feel felt like um, for a long time when I was younger. Uh, I'm, I've always been kind of very girly and I don't like bodily function humor and I am very feminine. But then when I was younger, I would always like kind of dress like the boy that I wanted to attract. Like I'd wear like dark denim or corduroys and tennis shoes and, and hoodies and T-shirts. And I just kind of like – because I was kind of embarrassed and shy to be a girl because I was kind of raised uh, thinking that women were uh, you know, just dumb or not great. Just because my dad's a misogynist and I like looked up to him and I kind of start, started to see women through his eyes. So um, – where am I going with this? I guess in order to take my power back subconsciously, I was in a relationship and I was my, this boyfriend at the time. We'll call him Mike because that's his name. Uh, I would, I would, I was so insecure. I would always tell him these stories about my past relationships, you know, with, with other guys. I guess because I want drummer. No, I, I there are lots of other drummers whose names okay. all started with J. I've dated like seven drummers of bands whose names start with J. My father's name starts with J, but he's not a drummer; he's a photographer. Um, but uh, like, I, I started telling this ex-boyfriend of mine named Mike about all these experiences I had, and because I just, I, I always, I've always paid attention to every single detail. I've always like overanalyzed stuff and just been hyper aware of what's going on around me and noticing feelings and all this stuff. And I would kind of share my stories with this guy Mike, and he was the first boyfriend who was like these are great stories these adventures these sexual escapades you've been on these these romantic things you need to write about this shit like make a blog you know write a blog and so he kind of encouraged me to like write all these stories and then it kind of like made me uh come into my own skin get confident because I got validated from like people who are reading the blog they're like we love it you're so forthcoming and and I kind of in it, I would exploit men. Kind of, it, it made me. I was able to like talk to guys and do due to the de- day, due to the day interviews with guys, um, and I had like safety behind a camera. But then also, it was like me turning the tables on men, like exploiting men and asking them questions and putting them under a microscope because that's what, you know that's what people do usually with women. And mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I'm all over the place here, but I feel like yes, I'm always even to this day hoping to fall in love. I want a certain type of love. I want to feel. Uh, 
I don't want to be codependent. I want to be, but I want, I want like magical, all-encompassing, exciting love. Like Carrie tells Petrovsky that she wants at the end of a, you know what I mean? She wants, I want this like exciting two whole people coming together who inspire each other and it's passionate and the sex is amazing. And we're like best friends. We're on a cloud. It's amazing. And I've, I've had that before. Uh, and now I want a more adult version of that. And I, and I've been like this forever. I've always been boy crazy. I've always been romance crazy. And, uh, and now I'm way healthier. Now I love women. I have more female friends than male friends. I don't sexualize everything. I'm not like – but yeah, so it's been like this weird journey I've gone on from like a weird um, daughter of a of a weird man um, who didn't know any better uh, to now I'm like, you know, work through it and I've turned it into like something that maybe helps other people and other people can relate to. I hope any of that made sense. I know I just no, like ranted. that was amazing. It made so much sense and it is helping so many people like me and I'm so – it's so beautiful to see – the full story of that and how, you know, our childhoods and our experiences and our sometimes struggles can become our art. And I think you are such a great example of that through not only your blog, but through your, you do a million other things, which I want to talk about too, but your short film, which I'm obsessed with, and even, you know, your podcast now and and everything else you create will all be a byproduct from the stuff that we went through, you know, when you were younger or just experiences. And like, there's this great, um, I think it's a Ted talk or it's something where, have you seen it where the guy is like, your dog dies, make good art, your car crashes, make good art, someone dies, make good art. And it's just about like, whenever you have these experiences that are perceived as negative, turning them into something creative. And I think that you do that so perfectly. Thank you so much. That's that's even like to anybody out there going through a breakup or whatever, like, you know, uh, this is not a soul shattering breakup I'm experiencing, but I've been doing all this like work on myself and listening to all these self-help things because I was listening to all these self-help books during, in the relationship because I felt, I felt it was off, but I wasn't being honest with myself and I was trying to just not be reactive and I was trying to just try something new and it, it, that went in a different way and I just thought, oh, okay, I'm going to give this a chance even though I feel so uncomfortable because he's not my type or uncomfortable because it's not progressing or feeling like what I think it should feel like. So I was just, uh, so I listened to all these self-help things and, uh, and now I'm still listening to those self-help things. Oh, my point is I, I'm so, uh, happy. I'm realizing that like, it's just, uh, this discomfort makes you, it propels you forward. Like even this breakup up to this little thing, it's like, Oh, it's just transitional. Like it doesn't have to be – like the pain is wonderful because now it's making me like I'm, I'm doing your podcast or I've been writing stuff or I'm making sure to – it's just – actually breakups are so helpful, you know, because you have to like – they shake you up and they like make you – I mean if you don't just sit around and uh, binge eat and stay in bed all day, they like – they force you to just go like keep moving forward and be like, fuck – I've just got to readjust. I've got to recalibrate. Anyway, are you yeah. there? Yeah. No, I'm just like nodding over here. I think that that – I agree so much and they can be – like my last big breakup was like a shattering situation. It was? How long were you guys together? Like f- almost five years. Oh my god. I've been one of those. Holy shit. What happened? 
It, I mean, it was good. He moved away to California, actually. Um, oh my god, and... is he single? Can I do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, like you say, he he moved away, but then we were like trying to do that, and as you say, it wasn't a real relationship when it was long distance, and then it just like mutually ended. But I didn't realize that it was like my first relationship with everything, so I didn't realize how much I was immature in the relationship because I just didn't know what I was doing and it's it was I had one of those moments during the breakup or since being broken up where I was like oh okay I can either like play out all of those same things in the next time I'm in a relationship or I can like learn from this and be more mature and like see myself because I can look back at that relationship and use it as like a mirror to get to know myself better if that makes any sense I don't know listening to your podcast has helped me a lot Oh my god! Thank God! Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's only been it's been uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh yeah, it's only been five days. I'm already like, oh my god! I said I I said I'm. I even said to the guy when he came over to my house and we like it was really nice. You know, we whatever. It was such a cordial, nice breakup in person. Uh, and uh, I was like, I'm. I don't want to go on Raya. I was. I'm such an asshole. I was like. Uh, I was like, crying, and then I'm. I was telling him, I'm not. Cr- because you broke me it's just like you know we try people on for size and it's heartbreaking because it's like and then it doesn't work and you just have to keep your heart open and like keep throwing yourself out into the world and it's just you know you mourn the because you try you go into a thing hoping it'll work and and then it's you know you just have and then if it doesn't you just have to pick yourself up again and keep going but the asshole part of me was like I was like, well, now who should I date? A, a mogul? I was like, I was like, who should I date? I'm not going back on Raya. Should I go back on Raya? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. And he was just like sitting there, like helping me figure out who I should date next. I'm such a monster. Like, but uh, and I'm like, don't you tell people you broke up with me? This doesn't count as a, as you breaking up with me, right? Because I I was feeling the same way. And and uh, he's like, I can tell people. Uh, you broke up with me. You dumped me if you want. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. So I was like coming at it from a place of ego. But, uh, but anyway, I immediately, like an asshole, jumped right back onto, onto the dating app Raya, where I, where I met this guy, <laughs> and like, because it's like the gamification of these weird apps, or is it so addictive? And so like, and I just thought, oh, it'll make me feel cute again. But uh, and I'll be flirting with like weird random strangers. Uh, but yeah, five days later, and now I'm like, this is great. Being single is amazing. The whole world is in front of me. <laughs> Yes, the world is your oyster. This is great. I have more career questions, but we'll circle yes. back up to those. Let's stay in dating because we're here now. So I want to know, this is perfect that you brought up, Raya. What are your thoughts and feelings on online dating? I know you love Raya. and I don't love Raya. I don't love Raya but of the apps, all, but... of the apps, it's, it's the coolest, right? Well, it's not that it's the coolest. It's just the only one. It's just the only one I've ever been on because – not to sound like a jerk, and I've got to stop using these mean words to explain uh, to define myself. But uh, uh, I, I had never been on an app. I write about love and dating, or at least now I talk about it because I've, I've not been blogging, uh, which I might get back to. But I'm just so obsessed with podcasting right now because I feel like that's that's the future. Yeah. I don't know. It's like nobody cares. Blogging is over. blogging is right. Don't you feel like that's blogging is over? Yeah, I stopped doing mine. I just do the podcast. Yeah, it's so weird because I feel like instinctually I was just like, nope, we're done here. Like just kind yeah. of like it. Kind of like a relationship where you're just like, yeah. no, no, it ran its course and it like, was mutual. yeah, it was mutual. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like, uh, oh, there's more to say. Okay. Whatever. I'll go back to the, the breakup thing uh, where I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, so I was, I was just saying about Raya that, um, I, oh, I don't know what I was saying. I just want your thoughts and feelings on online dating period. Cause I was the same way. I was like, I don't, I want to be able to say 
I never have been on an online dating app because I just was addicted to the story. Like, I want to, like, meet someone on a plane or, like, find their credit card and then call them and then they're so grateful and <laughs> we get married or, like, I don't know. And I just was like, I never want to be on a dating app. And then when you mentioned Raya, I was like, oh, okay, Alexi's on a dating app. My roommate has been telling me to get on Bumble forever. And so I actually applied to get on or whatever you do to be on Raya. And I put you down as my, like, because <laughs> I'd like heard of it from you and I, I didn't it. get on I'm on the waiting list or whatever oh whatever Fuck so those I went guys. on so I went on to Bumble but well that's here's the thing I, I I don't love the idea of a dating app but even during my last relationship which was with the with the guy I met on a dating like on, on Raya okay I thought if I write if I write about dating if I talk about dating relationships and blah 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 uh, and I have to know Try what it. it's like to, yeah. to, to be on an app. It's just like part of the conversation. I want to, I need experience with it. And all my friends were like, fuck off. It's normal now. Like the, the whole stigma attached to dating apps is like more dorky than a dating app because yeah. that's like old school. It's like people being like, I don't understand Snapchat. Like, yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like you're, yeah, I have a flip phone. I don't get, you know, this is crazy. It's like, okay, you're dating yourself. And like, here's the deal. Like dating apps are just like part of it. And I, and, uh, and the thing is, yeah, everybody's on them. So I got on Raya because my friends, people I know created it. So they, I didn't have to pay for it. They were just like, try it out. Um, and so I'm on it. And it's uh, it's just another platform to meet people. And But but it is weird. I don't, I don't love it either. And here's why. It's because I, I feel like, um, I don't know, the last guy I dated, we had no – I would never have met him or knew he existed if it wasn't for Raya. Like we have no mutual friends on Facebook, even though Facebook is dorky too. But like to not have any mutual friends on Facebook just felt insane. Like we – and we didn't really have like any mutual friends on Instagram either except for like Champagne Poppy or whatever. You know, like Drake or whatever. Like I don't know. (laughs) No, like which isn't real. But we had like – we like legit knew nobody in common, which is insane. But uh, here's what I think. I am open still to meeting a person on an app again for sure because it's just another platform to meet people. But this time around, because I've met a lot of cool people actually, but this time around I'm going to um, I'm going to be more open about being like, dude, if we are in this and we're like into it, like we're going to have like a little moment where we like delete the app together like over dinner or like in front of yeah. each other. So because that's like weird. The, the, the thing that sticks with me that freaks me out uh, is – uh, you, you're, you know that the other person and you also are on this thing, uh, and who knows how many people you're talking to, and you, you have this like active app where you're, where you're, uh, you're open to flirting with people or for people to flirt with you, and it's just like kind of uncomfortable. And then having an awareness of that, even though like you could meet somebody at Whole Foods, you could you could eye fuck some dude like wherever, and you and and vice versa. Just knowing that, okay, no, but this is a specific app that I'm completely aware of or you met me and who knows how many other girls you're talking to. It's just like it's one more thing to like, kind of like feel uh, insecure about. But in the end, you have to trust people. Like the, the bigger picture is like you have to communicate. You have to trust somebody. If it bothers you, just like say it. Pick your battles and be like – you know, don't say it like week two. Like are you going to delete your app or like who are you talking to on there because it's like – that's the same thing. I was struggling like – I feel like a lot of my podcast episodes early on on the Nerdist one on Love Alexi um, were me struggling with being jealous about what a guy might be doing on Instagram. Yeah, I you know, remember as, that. As far, and I feel like I kind of like 
I, I, I'm past that now because I was like, who knows who he's DMing? Because I was dating a guy and I accidentally saw like who's what photos he was liking, and he was liking like all these like really scantily clad young girl photos and it just like got under my skin I saw I I just saw it and I didn't like it and then it stuck with me and I was jealous so now what I've learned to do is not look at that not go down Instagram k-holes or rabbit holes because all my girlfriends do it so it's like I'm just the one saying it like you know if you have a crush on a guy chances are if you're a woman I know I know this is what I do you know or I've done which I have to stop doing because it's linked to the dating app discomfort. Like, you know, you want to control a situation. So if I if I have a crush on a guy and he posts a photo, uh, I have to not click on who's liked it, which of those people are really cute girls who have liked it, and then go to their page and be like, which of their sexy photos has he liked? Because, like, I, I know I'm sounding crazy, this weird Instagram behavior, but all my girlfriends and girlfriends I and women I just know in general, we – are very capable of finding extra time to do these intense things. And I don't know if you do these kind of things, but it's just a recipe for disaster. So I've got to like, I just have self-control and just if you're dating someone, just trust them and deal with what you're actually being presented with from them. Cause, and then if it, and then if something goes wrong, it'll just, you'll find out about it. Like, yeah. Anyway, so, but yeah, the dating app thing. So yeah, just if you're with somebody for two months or whatever, you're and you get to the point where you're like, oh my God, like I don't, I want to take it to the next level. And now you just, nowadays we just have to like communicate better. You have to rise to the occasion. The conference, the conversations change. You've got to be like, Hey, we met on this app. Let's talk about the app. So just, yeah. it just means you have to like rise to the occasion and be an adult. And it's really difficult, but that's just what the culture calls for now, I guess. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think I need to definitely be, and I think I'm getting there, but just getting over the stigma with the app and just being like, oh, okay, this is how we met. Just owning that. Even last night, I was like, don't say that we met on an app. Like, I'd rather it be like a friend of a friend or just whatever. But there is something liberating and cool, I think, about the like what you were saying when it's like we have no mutual friends and you would have never met this person another way. And I've met so many awesome people on the internet through doing what I do online and through like right now like I live in a completely different area of the country than you we would not be speaking right now but we met online and we're our relationship strong you know yeah we're flourishing (laughs) yeah we're flourishing flourishing. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and anyway so I think I just need to be like I've met so many amazing lifelong girlfriends online why can't I you know, of course I could meet a guy like that as well and just getting rid of any stigma and just like embracing the apps. Maybe I'll get off the wait list at Raya and meet someone really cool. Who you're knows? not even you're not even missing anything anything. It's it's fine. I think I tind I feel like Tinder, there are a lot of good looking people. I've I was like on Tinder for like four hours and then I fell asleep. Uh <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and my friend had like screenshot me and they're like it's like, oh, you're on Tinder. And I was like, oh my god, and I got all embarrassed because this is before <laughs> this is before my willingness to like dip my toe in and 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 uh, not be self conscious about being on an app. But yeah, Raya, whatever, Tinder and, and Bumble. I like, but yeah, I like Bumble ever since I listened to the founder on um, your friend Sophia's podcast. Oh my she god, the founder amazing. of Bumble. The founder, yeah, of you Bumble. have to listen. I think it was what? like last week or something, or a couple what did weeks she ago. Say? What was? Uh, why did she start her thing? Oh, you have to listen to it. It was a great okay. episode. But she used to oh. work for Tinder. And then she's founded Bumble. You have to listen to it. It's oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and the, what else am I gonna say? Oh, something about uh, I don't know. I think it's okay to say to the guy you're dating to be like, 
let's just not tell people we met on an app or let's just say we met, we had mutual friends or whatever. And it's just like whatever you want it to be. But I've had friends, I've had friends who, uh, that are amazing people. Like a lot of guys I know have met and gotten married to women that they met on Tinder. Cause like, it's just crazy. So it's just like another way to meet people. And, yeah. It's just like and, introduction services, not really oh, dating, you know? And then, uh, while I was dating my last guy, uh, I was going through a little moment where I was like, I don't know. I feel hopeless about love. And what does it all mean? Can people be trusted? There's so many different avenues and portals to like flirt or cheat or blah, blah. And the guy I was dating and his friend, because we all went out to dinner, they were so much calmer than me. And they were like, because the dude I dated was such a good guy. He's a very trustworthy, nice guy. And they were both like, yeah, there are a lot of different portals, but like it's so much easier to get caught. You know what I mean? Like you can just mm. pick up some. It's like, it's like, uh, it's just so much easier to get caught like it's it's like not you don't have to worry about it I feel like uh if something bad's gonna happen you'll find out about it I don't think you'll be duped that's also what intuition is for and like I don't know you just have to like trust and uh and also another good point was uh we have the option like people are together a lot most there are a lot people are for the most part good I would like to believe and and they choose to be together. There's no reason. We don't need anything from anybody else. I could be single forever, go, you know, I have my career. I could go, you know, adopt a baby, just, just do everything on my own. I don't need to be with anybody. And, and the same with men. Uh, so nowadays, it's, it's like we live in this time where when, when two people come together, it's because they're choosing to be together. You know, it's like it's really is a choice. If somebody doesn't want to be with you, they're just going to be like, peace. I'm yeah. out of here. I give a yeah. fuck. You know, like yeah, totally. So I just have to have trust. I think I learned a lot in my last thing about uh, trusting and whatever. Yeah. Well, something that you said in your most recent episode that I wrote down in my copious notes. It really, maybe it was a couple episodes ago. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the the thing I wrote down, which really hit me hard when you said this, because I related to it so much, is you were saying that doing the work and challenging yourself to date in general and just even though it is uncomfortable sometimes and staying home in your jammies and binge eating and picking at your face and watching my so-called life which you said all that and I was like oh my gosh yes 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 yeah and it's just like story of my life but forcing yourself to actually go out and see yourself through someone else's eyes and do the work of dating and being in a relationship even though it can be challenging and scary at times how do you tell psych yourself up to do that and continue to do that when you don't feel like it because you know it's good for your own personal growth and self-development? And what words of encouragement do you have for the people listening and myself and all your little sisters that follow you out there and want your advice on that? Well, like, first of all, I mean, you have to want to go out with the person who's asking you out. There should be, like, something in your, in, 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 you know, inside you that goes, oh, they're so cute or I like them. Oh, my God, I'm so excited and have some kind of butterfly thing. And you shouldn't, I, I don't know, I, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to go out just because, oh, he asked me and I have to go or I should be doing this. Like, you should always just, like, feel compelled to, like, spend time with that person. Like, I, even though I felt discomfort, it was a lot of, with the last guy I dated, I still, like, kept wanting to go out with him because he was so handsome and so nice and and uh it was fun to go on dates and it was like um and he, I was just very attracted to him and I thought he was a really good person he was very smart and but I was very insecure I felt uh in the, I, I felt not cute and I just felt like I just had the worst insecurities and I I feel like I learned to like 
hold my head up and make eye contact um, more. And I got more confident because I was like, cool, I'm not just hanging out with an artsy guy. I feel like I'm, I, I can date like a, this is all just story, stories in my head, by the way, but I'm just telling you the, the no, inse- in, insecure stories in my head. I feel like, oh, cool. Now I've like walked through my fear of dating a classically handsome guy that normally I would think wouldn't be attracted to me. And so I would be very insecure. So I kind of like, it's like the ape, like evolving, like into like standing up or something like evolution. Like it's, I feel like I'm like that poster of evolution where I'm like staring at my feet, hunched over and being like, I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I'm an artsy weirdo. And now I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm like a woman and I'm good looking and it's cool and I'm smart and like, it's all good. And this whole relationship like upped my, uh, up my confidence, uh, and all my level of trust, uh, and, uh, I feel like I'm going to do it better and, and be more, get, get it, get it, get closer to what I'm after in the next thing. And, uh, it upped my, my, uh, outfit game because I feel like I, uh, tried harder with outfits and I tried uh, to be more sexy because I got into my femininity anyway, but my, oh, my, my laundry's done anyway. Okay. But what I would say to girls is, uh, you know, first off, don't go anybody, girls and guys. Yeah, you have. There has to be the little thing that goes. I'm excited about this person first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is like, what was the other part of the question? It's like to do the work. I mean, like, I think it just starts there. Like, don't go out with some bonehead or some person just because you feel like you have to or they asked you. Like, never, never do like that. But what, uh, what was the the crux of your question? I don't know. It probably just wasn't a really good thought out question. No, I just wanted to it, say it, that I related to that part where you said that sometimes I think the easier thing to do, even in, even when you are excited about the person, is to be like, well, I could just stay home where I have my sweatpants and my food and my yeah, Netflix, just, but no, I'm going to do this because I am excited and just yeah, well, reminding and, uh, well, yourself. I do get it because I would run into things where it's like, oh my God, like if he's not texting me or if he's not calling me or if it's not adding up to what I want it to be or if I'm uncomfortable in the not knowing because – even before, I guess, when when you stay in a relationship, because uh, I was asking myself, why didn't I get out of this thing? Why didn't it end a month prior when I kind of wanted to pull the plug because I felt like something was off? And I realized it's because I had hope. I still had hope and he still had hope. So while you're like letting something unfold and while you're dating someone, um, there are going to be moments of like gray area where you have no control. Like that's the thing. Like you don't know what the other person is thinking and it's too soon to, and, and maybe forever too soon. You can't, you can't, you'll never know what somebody else is thinking about you. You'll never exactly know what's happening. It's, uh, and in the beginning of a relationship, you kind of just have to like go with the flow and trust and like see where it goes. And, and, uh, and that's uncomfortable if you want to control everything. I'm an only child. You're an only child. It's, I, I think control goes hand in hand with that. We like it our way and we want to know and whatever. Um, so, and then also, and yeah, and also if you are excited about the person, um, feeling confident, looking your best, uh, you know, like being brave, uh, uh, all this stuff you have to do when you're, you know, when you put yourself out there, it's like, uh, it's exhausting sometimes. We're just like, we're, oh yeah, because I, because sometimes you don't, have to, you don't have to look at how insecure, insecure you are or like, or what your things are if you're not reflected in someone else's eyes. So, yeah, that's what you said. That's, that's the that, money line. That's the whole thing. So it's like, you know, you know, and then all of a sudden you have to communicate too. Like if somebody's like, what does that mean? Or like, or if you say something and it lands a certain way in another person, they don't get it. 
or maybe it's a shitty thing you said or, or whatever. You have to like explain yourself or you have to like, uh, I don't know. It's like, yeah, being with another person takes more work, but then it's the payoff is better because then you learn how to, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it should also feel easy. I'm realizing now, like I wrote, the, I wrote this down today. Um, oh yeah. And it's nicer to leave your heart open. That's what my therapist keeps saying. Cause like, uh, I don't know, closing off and shutting down. It's just like, so such a, not to speak in frequencies, but, uh, I don't know. And also you can't, it, it, the, I feel like the payoff is greater to like leave your heart open and be with another person, but you can leave your heart open and be single too. Like you don't have to be with anybody. That's also a choice. That's what my therapist said. He, he was like, some people decide they don't want to do the internal work, um, in a relationship because it's easier not to, so they don't like, and so, you know, either choice is fine. Um, one might be more difficult than the other. One might be lonely. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I heard Louis C.K. saying on some podcast, on Mark Maron's podcast, which was like, yeah, like you have to be brave and trust a person with your heart and there's no control and like who knows what's going to happen and that's like terrifying. And and uh, But then the other alternate is just like closing yourself off and being by yourself and that, that can be really lonely and miserable. So like... I don't know. These are options, I suppose. But uh, anyway, I'm rambling. No, that was great. And you started to touch on this, Uh, I think, a little bit in what you were just saying. And I wrote down this that I wanted to ask you about, too, which is something I I ask everybody about. And we talk a lot about on the show about feeling insecure about your body and body image. And I was wondering, have you ever felt self-conscious about your body? body or struggle with body image and I mean I feel like every woman has it at some point but when it comes to dating specifically how has that come into play because I know for me that I feel I have lots of body image issues it's been like a big thing for me and so you're so beautiful oh my god you're so even if you were uh, 500 pounds and whatever like and and whatever like you're still beautiful but like you are you're like a classically beautiful. Oh my gosh! Stop! You're so babe. nice. You're the. You're so beautiful, and you have the most beautiful big eyes. I can't wait to meet you in person. Oh and my god! Thank you. See but your I... amazing, beautiful big eyes that I always hear about oh, and see. see. <laughs> well, um, listen, the body issue thing. Well, for one thing, before I was just gonna say, uh, la- my last thing, I was so squirmy, and I had to do. I was doing all this internal work, and that's all fine and good. But then I realized for the for the next thing, it should be a. Uh, it should feel like you're coming home. It should be feel familiar. I mean, it shouldn't be anything. But for me, I feel like what I learned is trust my intuition and it should it should flow with the person and it should feel cozy and familiar and easy. And uh, it, it wasn't like that. But I guess I learned in my last thing. Anyway, but uh, the body issue stuff, well, I have a few things. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. I was like addicted to speed when I was in high school because I wanted to be like – a, a 90s supermodel thing and I wanted to be like really like to me my idea a long time ago was of like perfection which is not real was like you know uh, heroin chic and all this stuff yeah, and like I know I was like and, I just wanted to look like an Olsen twin which yeah. was like not my body size my, my body natural my body's natural shape you know and it was so hard yeah. to like come to terms with that yeah, and it's like – and now it's like a Kim Kardashian, curvy, like big butt. Like Sophia Maruso has like a beautiful big butt. Like it's like so beautiful. It's so cool and she's like a little shelf, plump, great butt. And I'm like, oh my god, I need a butt. And I think um, – She's so cool. I'm so starstruck that you're friends with her. She's Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, 
so I think I don't dislike my body now. I actually like love my body uh, because first off, it's like gets exhausting just like be down on yourself all the time and I don't know I, I feel like I like what I look like better naked sometimes and even wearing clothes and uh and it's just I don't know it's like if a dude's if somebody's having sex with you they're so happy to be there they're so happy to be there mm-hmm. don't worry about it and confidence is so sexy like in this last relationship I'll keep referring to it in this last thing you know I would just I, I tried to fake it till I made it so I was like faking it till, to, to make it and I would just – and I bought into my own thing where I would just like hold my head up high. I felt like the shit. I knew I was like the – I knew that I was like the cool girl dating dating this guy. Like he thought I was cool and I thought he was like handsome and there's so much more to it. But like – so I was like, cool. I'm just going to like embrace that and, and just feel like a badass so I can just uh, fake it till I make it. But um, it's it, – it just – confidence is so sexy. That's like one of the sexiest things. You could be like whatever body type the confidence aspect and that's all in your mind. Like you just have to like shift your way of thinking and just not beat yourself up and be kind to yourself. Like you, you have the most, um, you have such a great Instagram page. I was like lurking on your Instagram page last night and like liking everything and and all all these things. It's like, yeah, just like be kind to yourself. Uh, my therapist tells me to do a thing where, you know, cause people are so critical and mean to ourselves. It's insane. And like he says, you know, imagine, imagine like, you know, that little voice in your head beating yourself up and being so critical of your body. Imagine somebody saying that to like the little five-year-old version of you and like you just hold the little five-year-old version and be like, oh my God, no, you're enough. I love you. You're great. Like, stop it. Like, you're fantastic. So just, I don't know, like my therapist, it's a little corny for me, but he goes, carry a picture of yourself and you're, you know, a little version of Alexi and, and just like tell her you love her or something. It's a little too cheesy for me, but I get it. But, uh, you're allowed to exist. Like your body is awesome. Somebody's lucky to stick their privates inside your <laughs> privates. Like, and confidence is a thousand percent of it. If you can like worry about having an orgasm, like, you know, he's probably worried about himself and the size of his dick or something, or just in general, if you're talking about how you fit in your clothes and not just like sex stuff. Um, like I know that in, uh, you know, just find clothes that work for you, that make you feel sexy. find a great pair of jeans. Don't try to cram yourself into like some kind of outfit that you think you should look good in, but, and you're trying to, but it's just not working. And then you go out into the world and you're like punishing yourself in some outfit you don't feel comfortable in. Cause I know I'll do that with jeans sometimes. I'll be like, I'll be like, these jeans are too tight. Cause I, I had too much pizza. I, I shouldn't be wearing them, but I'm going to, I'm punishing myself by wearing the jeans still. So I can remember not to continue binge eating pizza or whatever. So I'll do these weird eating disorder bizarre things I think or maybe I'm just a woman who overthinks food and jeans but uh anyway confidence just relax be nice to yourself and just push those mean thoughts aside because they're just thoughts and uh but I know that dating this hunk went to the gym it and really having a crush on him and liking him so much um and wanting to look good when I was naked around him that kind of propelled me to be like, I'm going to go on a hike or this makes me want to do lunges and do the stairs. I mean, I only did that like once or twice in our four-month thing. But uh, but yeah, sometimes relationships are fun because they, they motivate you to like want to be good for someone else or like want to be your best. And that's kind of a sweet thing to have somebody – it doesn't have to be sickening but uh, or, or unhealthy. But it's like kind of nice to have somebody that you're like, I want to be my best for this person. They make, They make me want to – they inspire me to be greater than I already am. Like that's kind of nice, but uh, yeah, you should just like your body. Another thing, my mom, my mom, and my grandma would tell me, and I know I'm rambling, but uh, I'm caffeinated. Mm-hmm, my, my my mom, and my grandma would say, 
why would you why do you why would you expect your body to do anything for you if you're so mean to it mm. like if you like if you hate the size of your thighs and you're like oh my thighs my thighs I hate them it's like well then fuck you why should they why should they change or evolve for you you're being so mean to your, yourself like just like like yourself and then if you want to get you know want to change or you want to do some work yeah like go on an hour long hike a day you know Eat, eat more salads, but don't cut out bread. It's too great. I don't know. Just like yes, preach. We're yeah, so make, on the same page about all. Yeah, that. just make healthy, better, better choices. But do your be kind to yourself all the way through. And I feel like getting older, you just get to a point where you're like, I can't worry about this anymore. I'm exhausted. Like this is just too much to think about. But anyway, yeah, you've got a great body. Relax. Like you, you're because we're all just gonna get older, and everything's gonna fall, and we're all just gonna die at some point. So you might as well just be like, <laughs> it's just like such a waste of time like focus on your podcast focus on writing focus on other stuff and like you know it's there you go dude you're so cool i i love all that i think when you start to appreciate your body for what it can do and not just how it looks it makes some of that stuff minimize a bit yeah and i think exercise is important too, because I I'm a person who lives more intensely in her mind than I like. I don't really I kind of like disconnect from my body. Like I'm I love I love my body. It's fine. I'm I'm thin and I'm whatever. But like I'm not. I'm like weak and I and I and I'm not like fit. And so because uh, I just like identify more with my brain and all my thoughts in my head. Uh, but sometimes you know when I actually like go on hour long walks or walk walk around Los Angeles all day for hours and hours, like I feel and I. Or if I exercise or whatever, and my friends force me to exercise with them, I go, "Wow, this is amazing! I had no idea. I feel so much better. All these endorphins. My, I'm happier. I feel connected to my body, and it just makes me feel. It makes me feel sexier. It's like insane. So you know, you're inspiring me to exercise. I don't even. I don't even exercise, but I like those long. I wish we were in Los Angeles together right now and could just go on a long hike because that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's well, my favorite type of exercise is walking. Me too. That's my favorite hang session with a person. Yeah. It's, it's like walking around a city and just being like, okay, let's stop here. Well, then we'll keep walking. Yes. And we'll do this thing. And like, because it makes me feel connected to my body and connected to the, the city and connected to people that I'm like passing by. Even if I go on a walk all by myself, like, yeah, me too. Eye contact. Yeah, it's like sexy and it makes me feel like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know. It's just, we should and, start you know. a podcast called like Walking with Alexi and Katie or something. Walking with Alexi. We'll do that when you, next time you come to LA. We'll do like, yeah, uh, we'll make Aristotle like ride on a little golf cart while we Aristotle, walk. Aristotle, my producer, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm not going I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Aristotle's like, no thanks. But anyway, just no, thank you. Um, what else is or what else um, do you think? Okay, well, I want to go back. I last question about dating, and then I want I have more career questions, and then we'll do the rest as quick fire questions because I don't want to like take up too much of your day. But um, one more question about dating, which I'm turning around on you because you ask some of your guests this sometimes. But one thing that I love that you ask is you say, "Okay, knowing me for the half an hour hour that you do." so far as my cooler older sister that I love your podcast of should you date who should I date tell me about this person that I'm gonna how, date how tall are you I'm like five four. Oh, you're so I'm five eleven you're so lucky you're like the prettiest tallest model like everyone go look at Alexi and watch her ah! movies she's like the pretty prettiest eyes prettiest person you're so lucky you're so tall I would take that for a second Oh my god, you're gorgeous. You can wear heels. You probably have tiny little feet. I wear I wear size eleven shoe. It's insane. But uh okay. 
Who should you date? Do you want to get married and have kids? Not for a long time, but eventually probably. Not for a long time. God, this is a really difficult question that I sprang on people. I had no idea what it felt like <laughs> to ask this question. Um, let's see. This is good. This whole podcast can give you a good feel for what it's like to be in the guest chair on your podcast. Yeah. I mean, God, you should date somebody who you feel that you trust. I mean, these are just like things that I want to. You should date somebody who who loves your personality, loves your curiosity for life, uh, is into what you're into with like – because you know, you're into like – I don't know if it's spirituality, but definitely like affirmation and like uh, self-help stuff and, and just and like kind of like searching. It seems like you're you're trying to live a really great life and be loving and, and searching for the best way to be and to be like because I'm sure it's all for yourself. You put it out there on Instagram, but it's like you're talking to yourself and you're, oh, you're, totally, you're yeah. you know, it's like you're. So you want somebody who's like not sarcastic because that's I, I believe sarcasm, sarcasm is like unresolved rage. So you want somebody mm. who's like. Who, like thinks oh my god I like I love my Katie she's Aww. she's so ambitious um he should be I mean, he's gonna be taller than you he's, for he's, sure you're, you're tiny um maybe your age or older so. yeah your age or older with his maybe he'll be a doctor maybe he'll be a lawyer but he's a good person that is trustworthy um who who just goes oh my god my beautiful girl and like Oh and, my gosh, I'm gonna cry! I can't yeah, stop smiling. This is so beautiful. He he might not listen to every podcast because that's a lot to ask. That's of good because then we can talk about it more. And yeah, we don't have to worry. Exactly, but he like you know like but he is like just uh, adores you and yeah. uh, and makes you feel safe and uh, you respect what he does and you're just both loving and kind to each other and um, what else and he just. Um, I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, I, I've never met you in real life. Oh my this gosh, is this long... is the best day of my life, just hearing ah! that. That was so yeah. amazing. Thank yeah. you. I mean, you should never put up with bullshit. The funny thing is, I feel like, uh, I mean, have you ever dated a mean guy or anybody who treated you badly? Not really. Knock on wood. Good. Like, I mean, because, you know, because uh, you want a lot for yourself and you probably have really good intuition. And I, I haven't either. That's why it's funny. It's like nobody I've ever dated was a mean or a bad person. It's just uh, it just doesn't work out, you know, and some, sometimes I get annoyed or hurt or or uh, disenchanted. But, yeah, I would never – I never date, like, weird playboy Casanova creeps or anything weird. And and, and you won't either. So I think it's just, like, you, you'll keep doing what you're doing. Maybe it's the guy you went on the Tinder date. Who Like, what's, how did you feel Bumble about – Bumble date. Bumble date. <laughs> sorry, Bumble date. So who – how did you end up feeling with this guy? Did you guys make out? Yeah, we made out. How was the make out? It was good. It was oh, that's a no. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know. It has potential. I don't know. I feel like I need to hang out with him again to fully let my intuition figure this out. <laughs> Do you? That's my question, though. Do you? I feel like everything. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like everything I needed to know was presented in. Uh... Actually, that's not true. I don't know. You're right. Sometimes you need to give it like maybe. I think I think three months, and you know. Yeah. And I also think I listened to this self-help tape or whatever. It's Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It was so helpful because it I helped. Need to listen. Like, I wrote it down because you mentioned it in an intro to a pod. And I was like, I should listen to that. It was so helpful. It's like it's called I Suck at Relationships So You Don't Have To. And title. I just yeah, I love it because even you know, even during this last thing, which is, you know, my my whatever uh, point of reflection for this podcast that we're doing. But uh, it's just it helped me like not do all the old behavior that I've done in every other relationship where I like lash out or and I come out I, I just act weird like I'll be feeling a certain way but then I won't communicate what I'm actually feeling I'll 
I'll, I'll just act weird or I'll send a weird evasive bizarre text based on a story that's not real that the dude has no idea what I'm even talking about like I'll like in past relationships I would go down weird wormhole spirals on Instagram decide that the dude was in love with another girl or just a fucking creep or cheating or being weird and then get mad at him and then it would manifest in this other way where I'd be like passive aggressive and he'd be like what like, cause he wouldn't even know. He doesn't. He doesn't know. I'm up at four in the morning checking his Instagram. Yeah. He doesn't know that like all these stories that are not even true, like that are in my head. And then I'm and like, so I didn't do that in this relationship because I listened to Bethany Frankel's book and and she and it's funny because she said the same stuff. Like you know, because women do that and and you know like and uh, and so I just like made sure not to do that. But then not doing all those things, not doing all the bad behavior and, and normal habits I fall into, I still felt unsettled. So then at least I was able to like look at my my actual intuition as opposed to like the crazy chatter, chatter monkey brain um, stuff that is not intuition. That's just a yeah. whole other thing, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling again. No, it's amazing. So, okay, I want to circle back up to a couple career questions and then we'll go to the quick fire questions and I promise we'll land this plane yeah. somewhat soon. But, um, okay, so you have done so many cool things career-wise and creatively and I want to know what has been maybe like one of your favorite things that that you've done you you're the super talented amazing actress you've been in girls which i want to know what that was like do you have any favorite roles do you have any tips for girls who this was originally going to be a bunch of separate questions but i'm just lumping it into all one all into one so like do you have any tips for girls wanting to be actresses bloggers having a podcast that's so successful being you're also really great at being so yourself in whatever it is that you're doing and I really admire that so what advice do you have for people listening who want to have career opportunities and things like you've done so far well oh god well you seem you think so highly of me thank you so much for being so nice uh I know I hope I'm not sounding like your creepy fangirl now no 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 you're just so nice it's like a really sweet thing it's only great like I I mean I don't feel completely fulfilled in my life and my career but I know what I want to do and I'm getting towards that like my favorite thing I'm doing in my life my, my one of my most special things I've ever done in my life and what makes me happiest now uh, are my blog that I are I'm boycrazy.com starting that just like changed my life because I I took control of my life I put myself out there I was brutally honest and then the game changer right game, the game blog changer, is a game, game changer and yeah, the podcast really is right game, yeah it was a game changer for my life because all of a sudden I got this feedback from people where they yeah. saw me I was finally myself and I I was myself 100% and you know put my face and I had my face and name attached to it it wasn't like yeah. a pseudonym and the response I got was so like validating I was like holy shit like I'm accepted and people like this and being myself I'm very specific but also my being so honest like it makes me feel less alone because all these other people are being yes. like I, I feel the same way Alexi oh my god thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that really embarrassing thing about whatever because so I just felt very like holy shit like and seen that's yeah, how I it, feel like it's I relate to that all so much yeah, I feel like seen and like it's like a loneliness eliminator and it makes yep. the world smaller and it's just I'm making a contribution and I'm part of the conversation. That was very cool. So the, I'm boycrazy.com changed everything. I got offered um, 
you know, I, I sold a TV show to Showtime based on, I mean, it didn't get made, but it's like, I, all of a sudden I had this, I have this separate career where I've pitched a ton of shows and sold them. And that's like behind the scenes stuff because a lot of stuff doesn't get made in Hollywood, but part of your career is like, now I know how to go into rooms. I have great representation. I go into rooms, I've pitched shows, I've sold them. I haven't sold them. They haven't been made. Sometimes like things get made, whatever. I, it's, it just opened up this whole part of my life and kind of made me go, oh, I'm good at something. And then, uh, you know, I did my Boy Crazy Radio, which is like a call-in advice show for about six years. And that was just because I wanted to do it because I wanted to connect with people and I wanted to give big sisterly advice and I wanted to give – and I give good advice and I know that nobody likes unsolicited advice. So I thought, fuck it. Like, you know, people were emailing me uh, questions uh, because they thought – I would give good advice like a big sister. So I thought, okay, how do I answer all these emails? How do I just directly connect to people? I'll do this call-in advice show. I like I like old-timey phone calls. That's very cool to me. I love the show Love Line with Dr. Drew. Anyway, so I did that for free, not making any money for six years. Uh, every Wednesday, I made sure to like be a stable person. It was I took it so seriously and it I changed and evolved with it because I used to be way more sarcastic and mean and angry, I think. And now I'm like, not that I'm like a you know not to say this about myself because it sounds like it can't be real if I'm saying it about myself it seems this lame. This is your but, love letter. Say well, say anything. <laughs> I mean I don't want it to be a love letter to myself from me from me like signed by me but but I mean like I've I've gone on this thing where it's like yeah I'm not a female misogynist I'm not my dad uh, via coming through me like I'm I'm I I've, I've become more loving and soft and just like uh, not sarcastic anyway but. Um, so and then I wanted to be I think perseverance is such a big part of it and I've been just kind of I've just been finding my own way I've just been paying attention to my intuition seeing what works for me seeing how people people respond and going towards like the positive response and like seeing and just trusting my instincts and that's listening to your intuition it really is and being confident and 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 perseverance is like a a huge part of it because people give up and that's fine I guess you know we need people to give up because they don't want to do it or whatever they, you know, and then, but I've, I'm still going like I, I and then it's why the whole time I wanted to, um, I've always loved talk radio. I've always loved Howard Stern interviews. I've always loved, um, you know, whatever. And I like brutal honesty and I love Joan Rivers and these are people I look up to or whatever. And, uh, and I dabbled in like stand up comedy, but I was like, Oh, it's kind of scary. But anyway, I knew as I did my podcast boy crazy radio i was like i want to be on a legit network i want to be on the nerdist network i want to do that and i by the grace of god i got that and it's been one and i'm so proud of it and it's like morphed into no longer a call-in advice show but it's turned into something more adult i don't want to be boy crazy anymore i'm not boy crazy anymore like i'm I'm an adult woman and i i'm healthier i'm not sexualizing stuff i'm not making choices for the wrong reasons because i used to not realize what motivated my choices why did i want to make out so much why did I need validation through like love or pillow talk or somebody else liking me like I'm still a romantic I still want to find a great person uh but no I'm way too, I, I I'm healthy now and I'm I'm like I wouldn't let just anybody you know I, I figure out what motivates my choices now like and I'm in you know I'm, I'm much more self-aware and making better choices for myself so um yeah so, so I'm glad that, that that I wanted the podcast to evolve into like a Mark Marin, what the fuck thing or a Pete Holmes, uh, you made it weird, yeah. like conversation where I can just get to know people and I don't, and it, 
it's no longer rooted in like love advice and dating all this stuff. It's about like the meaning of life and career stuff and being inspired and dealing with inner turmoil and spirals. And I just wanted to go deeper and expand and, and just get out of this like fine cubby hole for that I was in for a moment, but like just expand on a bigger level. Cause I feel like not enough women, you know, there are very few female podcasters, you know, it's like dominated by men. And, and I wanted something that was like, you know, what Mark Maron or Joe Rogan or, or uh, Pete Holmes do, you know, yeah. like I, I wanted to be like the female version of that and I'm still trying and I'm growing and I want to like, I, I have so many goals for myself and I'll, I'll like with the acting thing, you know, I'd love to be a series regular on a TV show. That's like a, a huge goal because I want to, I love acting and I've been on shows and it's really fun and it's a wonderful thing. But I also know that like a huge, like, like my Love Alexi podcast on the Nerdist Network is a very life fulfilling fulfillment thing for me. Like that is life fulfilling. Like I don't have to get paid for that. I would do it for free. I do do it for free. I don't even have a sponsorship yet. I but I, but I it's it makes me feel connected. Like I'm making contribution. Uh, but the uh, thing I don't talk about is I I wrote and directed a short film that I acted in. And it's nearly done and the score is being finished and it's being color corrected by this amazing company that color corrected like uh, Beyonce's Lemonade and all these shows wow, and SNL, cool. all this stuff. So that's almost finished and I'm going to submit that to festivals. And I did that because I wanted to get a crash course in knowing all the intricacies of like, you know, uh, of making a film because I wrote a feature and I want to direct the feature that I wrote and act in it. And, and just like, so that's going to be another chapter of like, you know, because, because it's of, of, of going towards life fulfillment and challenging myself and like rising to the occasion and not being afraid and like doing shit. Cause I want to be so lazy and just lay around and watch TV and text and be on Snapchat and like, you know, just be talking with my girlfriends and hanging out. But like, uh, but I also, you know, I want to be proud of myself and I want to like be part of the conversation and, and keep, uh, getting better and like, yeah, and I, and I feel like that opens up a world to like, because I like talking to people who do shit and are accomplished and are and like inspire me. And if I if I want to talk to those people, like, I want to be one of those people, you know. And like, yeah. and I have sh and I have so much shit to say, and it's like, and I feel the best when I finish something. If I finish a script, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I I, I it was. It's hard to finish things. It's hard to persevere. It's hard to have follow through. But when you do, like when you harness all your energy and you stop spiraling over a dude or a breakup or a little thing or what that person meant when they looked at you a weird way or what, you know, when you stop like, you know, and you and you and you harness your your attention and your energy and you realize that ultimately you are the person who dictates how you feel and what you put your attention on and what your life is all about and what you think about. Uh, and you harness your energy and you put it on something that actually makes you better and expands you and uh, takes you to an another level where you impress yourself and whatever. That's the best feeling in the entire world. So like my whole thing is I want to write and direct uh, and act in my own feature and, uh, and then continue to do all the other things I'm doing. And like, and yeah, and just, but I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, I'd like I'd like to fall in love. I'd like to have a kid. I'd like to move to the beach and uh, have a dog and a cat and and make more than one feature film. But I'm just like, just uh, these are the things I want for myself, and and so these are all my goals. And the acting stuff is, 
it's difficult because it's so out of your control. You know, you have to, all you can do is do your best to the girls who are people who want to act. You know, all you can do is, you know, prepare, learn your lines, memorize them, rehearse as much as possible. Don't go out and get wasted the night before. Get enough sleep, take care of yourself, moisturize, uh, and just do the best you can. And then, then you got to leave it to other people because they'll, you know, it's based on what you look like. If you're a match for the other people they hire and they usually hire men first. So, and I'm very tall and I look very specific. So that's been a thing in my life, but you know, I'm a, I'm a very successful commercial actress, which is something I've done since you're I was like, Patty. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. Like, but I've done like a hundred, like over a hundred commercials. And like, that's like, that's like this whole other weird thing. That's like, okay, you might not know where you've seen me, but I've been on commercials. Everything. I know I have, I mean, but it's like, I haven't, and I know that but it's, but it's like, that's a weird thing is that's, that's where a lot of the money is. You make more money doing commercials because that's corporate company money as opposed to like a cool indie film or like an episode of a TV show or whatever, even though the TV show might be way cooler. So it's, it's such an odd business. It's like, so I, I just do a bunch of things that fall under the same umbrella that are all creative and I have no fucking idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to like continue it's to persevere. Be great. I be hope great. so. It feels good so far. I, I love my podcast and I don't know. No, just like you were saying about the dude I'm going to be with, I just see all of this happening for your career and I cannot wait to watch your feature film and it's going to be amazing. I, I'm excited for all the content that you're creating and I hope you never stop creating. And I totally relate to what you said about up-leveling yourself for the types of people that you want to be around, kind of like bringing it back to relationships. It's the same sort of situation where you'll want to be the person that you want to surround yourself with. And, yes. And I think that in podcasting, it, it even lends itself to that, you know, because it's been this great avenue for me to be able to have conver- an excuse to have conversations with people that I think are really cool and awesome and doing interesting things. And um, and I totally relate to your situation about transforming where you've been to where you're going, especially with the trajectory of your career and your podcast and versus the other show you did before. And, and I'm at, this is actually the first episode. I'm changing the name of my podcast. This is the first episode that I since I've announced that. And it used to be called, I had this blog that I started in college called The Wellness Wonderland. And now the show is going to be called Let It Out, which just seems better. It's more, I used to be really obsessed with health and wellness from a physical perspective as I was healing my eating disorder. And then I realized that it's not all about, all about the food and healthy living and exercise. That's part of it and that's cool, but it's really about living this really wellness wonderland of a life, which includes relationships and creativity in your career and all sorts of things. So now I'm just transitioning to that. And you were such a perfect guest to have on for that first episode with that. And I love... Oh my God. That Thank you're you doing, so much. Yeah, of course. And I love that you're doing lots of different things. And I've been feeling really down lately about feeling like I've been a master of none. You know, like I do, I dabble in writing and I dabble in podcasting, but I haven't gone and I do something else to make money, you know, and I haven't gone all in on one thing. But I feel like, and even I think on your most recent episode with Dan Levy, he he said focus was really important. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. Like, but I've realized that if I really want to go all in, if I want to be on a Nerdist Network someday, 
someday or if I want to have these experiences with my creativity or even, you know, writing the book was a big thing like that for me where I felt that completion with something and I had to, my personality type from like Myers-Briggs really struggles with completion of stuff but when I do it, it feels so damn good that, I don't know, I'm just focusing on focus in my life and one thing at a time because I think when you ha- are an ideas person, like I feel like we both probably are, it's easy to do a bunch of different things at once and spread yourself really thin. But right now I'm focused on making the podcast the best I can make it, you know? That is great. So, but you wrote a book though. I mean, you wrote a, I mean, the, the, what it takes to like sit down and write a book. I don't even know. Like, you know, so you, are you proud of yourself for that? Yeah, I'm proud of myself for that for sure. And I love the book and I like Definitely think it's a cool, interesting idea. The weird thing with the publishing process is that I wrote the book like almost two years ago now and it just came out April 5th. So it's just funny. It's not like a blog where, you know, you think about the things that you did two years ago and I think you just like grow up so quickly in your early 20s. Like I'm a different person than I was like at the beginning of this conversation. You know, you're just like are constantly changing. So Yeah. Yeah. So back then I was like really focused on – spirituality and meditation and wellness which again I still love all of those things and I think they're fantastic but I'm just excited for the next book that I write and the next you know whatever I do it's easy to like be more excited about the next thing do you ever find that too uh be excited more excited about the next thing I mean I don't know I'm not exactly sure I I don't know if my answer for that is but I do want to say I have some stuff to say about the eating disorder stuff and food stuff yeah and uh and also, yeah, you wrote a book. Jesus fucking Christ. For la- yeah, you wrote a book and you're going to write another book, but you wrote a book. And oh. isn't your podcast successful? I feel like you're like – you have had such consistency with it. There are a lot of episodes. Can- yeah. I've been doing it so- since 2013 when no one – there was no cereal, so nobody knew what podcasts were. Yeah. No, it's like be proud of that. Like don't be – again, it comes back to like be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself and and like, you know, and now you know, you know what you want to do and if you're going towards it like uh, why – yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, you're, you're the you wrote, best. You, you're, you wrote a book and you're doing a podcast and the whole eating disorder thing. Because I, I when I was reading Lena, I was like, I've been listening to Lena Dunham's, um, you know, that so kind of good. girl. Yeah, it is really good. It's sometimes I have to be in like in a. It's a. It's it's a little moody for me sometimes. Where if, yeah. I, if, I, if I, it's like so intense, and I get that intensity because I have that in me. And and uh, uh, one of the things about the last guy I dated is like he just he had no darkness to him, which is great. I'm sure he has his own stuff, and but uh. I can get moody and introspective and it can be a little bit dark sometimes, but I can snap out of it real quick, but I need somebody to understand that. And so it feels weird when, when somebody totally doesn't get that. But, uh, but anyway, and the whole thing you're talking about, about like, you're not doing enough master of not, it's like so many people are walking around. That's majority of people. You're just talking about it, feel like a fraud or like they're, or they aren't even like examining their life so it's a really great thing that you're not only are you examining your life you're looking at yourself you're figuring out what you want for yourself like you're also putting it out there and making and like which inspires other people to look at their own lives and go god am I doing what I want to be doing am I focusing am I happy am I proud of myself am I being too hard on myself all whatever so just take that in for whatever it's worth Mm. and the and the eating thing is in the Lena Dunham book when she was uh there's this chapter yeah and I was I was like walking I was like, I don't know why I have to say where I was when I was listening to this chapter, but I was like walking home. I do that too. Yeah, it's like maybe it's an only child thing. Maybe it's an only child thing. I heard it was like I don't know, it like means we're on the spectrum or something. But I think somebody was somebody somebody was just trying to be mean to me. But uh, I 
was walking home and listening to that her chapter where she's listing everything she's eating yeah. and like and I used to do that too and I could totally relate and I just hearing her read her old journal entry of her um food diaries really it was so boring it was so exhausting and like realizing that I had done that too yeah I was like oh my god is this what it's like I mean yeah. it's it's nice to know we're not alone in our our eating stuff and because my mom and I used to compare like it'd be like the subconscious thing where we're like I'd be like, I today this thing and this thing. I'm sitting, I'm sitting on this wooden chair, and it's like making noise. Anyway, um, but my mom and I would like compare food and what we would eat, and it was such a weird, sick subconscious thing where we like, why would we do that? Why would we like both? We would just our conversation for a second would just be like, I ate this thing, and I had a two pieces of that, and then I had this thing, and then my mom would go, Yeah, I had this thing, and this, and it was, it really is so twisted. Like if that were, if that, I'm gonna put that in a movie and like highlight that moment between a mother and a daughter not even realizing how sick and twisted it is that they're both listening to each yeah. other basically talking at each other about what they're eating it's just so boring it's boring for you it's boring for boyfriends it's boring for boring for friends boring for everybody listening about all that shit and i to it's just so self-indulgent it's like i, I have it i had it i had it too i'm not being mean about it. i'm just saying i'm just trying to like yeah. slap that way of thinking out of everybody's mind frame but uh and i noticed that I actually lost weight when when I stopped caring about what I was eating. Now I like eat pizza and I like don't worry about it. I have eating. Yeah, I just eat whatever. Yeah, exactly. I don't even have a. I don't even label it. It's just like yeah, I eat whatever I want to eat, you know. And I, you know, I, it's better to be healthy, make healthy choices. But sometimes in a pinch, I'm like, I'm starving. I'm having that piece of pizza, and I don't yeah. beat myself up over it because it doesn't matter. And also all the worry around it, I feel actually like makes you hold on to weight and if you're just like happy and running errands and keeping busy and like sometimes I feel like if you're so busy you forget to eat because if you're so happy and in your own life and excited about what you're doing and keeping busy and you don't put all your attention on food you'll forget about food and then also if you eat a piece of pizza or you have a churro or you're like eating when you want to eat bread, whatever it's like just don't give a fuck and it actually doesn't stick to your body. It's like less serious. It's like a whole mind fuck thing. It's interesting. And yeah. and also and also like men men don't care. And it's sexier if you're like if you have a butt or if you have thighs or whatever the deal is, like it's like more fun to fuck a person who's like cozy where you can like hold on to them. It's like stick thin stuff. That's for other women and gay men and not even gay men. It's like it's just for a certain kind of it's all in your head. It's like just eat what you want to eat. Buy a pair of jeans that fit so you don't have to fucking freak out. And uh, it's just all this like self-obsessed stuff. Yeah. Not that I'm not, not that I'm not self-obsessed because I'm like talking about my relationships and myself and spinning out on my other self-obsessed bullshit. But uh, the food thing, just like, just no. It's like stop. Not yeah. you, but just in general, it's just too much. Yeah, everyone listening, and throw away <laughs> the goddamn clothes that don't fit because they just make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, or just and like you don't fu- or- them. Or just like put them in, put them up in your closet, and then one day you'll be like, "Oh my god, they they fit, they fit now. That's so weird. I forgot all about them, and now I have like this free pair of jeans I I totally forgot about. Like, yeah, it's just just yeah. take a just take a breath and relax. Or they it's won't. Not, or either way, it's okay. Yeah, it's not a big deal, and it's like nobody gives a fuck but you. Everybody else is on their own trip walking around. Like all that matters is that you like yourself, whatever size you are. It's, again, it's like that whole confident thing. Like yeah. that's. That's why I was so happy in this relationship I, that I actually got to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm beautiful. Like, I'm just so sick of, like, being mean to myself. I'm just going to, like, I can look them in the eye and stop apologizing internally 
about myself. Oh no, I'm this, I'm that. Oh no. Oh God. Oh God. It's just like, oh my God, enough. I couldn't do it anymore. And then, and then I started feeling good and then the relationship ended. (laughs) Oh my God. Just kidding. But, uh, yeah. But you learned a ton. I learned a ton. I learned to listen to my intuition, uh, that I'm a babe who can date hunks. Uh, and that, uh, I learned what I definitely want. I want a different I definitely know what, what I do want because I didn't get it in this last thing. And uh, I don't know. And that's fine. Everything's all good. Yeah. Nothing bad happened. Totally. So I really want to ask you my signature questions that I ask everyone. And we're going to just do these quick fire style to get yeah. through them. Cool? Yeah. Okay. So what are your morning routines? Any few things you do when you wake up in the morning that affects how the rest of your day goes? What do I do? Um, I masturbate. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even do that enough anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm in a lull. I think I need to get back to to, to being more sexual. Um, just and now that I'm single again. Okay. Um, let's see. What do I do in the morning? I used to have a really bad habit of grabbing my compact next to the bed and like looking at my face and then like overanalyzing it. And then my therapist said, don't do that. Only look at yourself in the mirror if you're going to be kind to yourself, not, not scrutinize yourself. So that's a habit I had to break because I'd be like, oh, no. I have a pimple. Oh God. Ah. Like, so what do I do in the morning? I, uh, I lay around, <laughs> I, uh, grab my phone like a robot. I, I refresh constantly all my stuff, my Snapchat, my Instagram, my mm-hmm. Facebook, my Twitter, my dating app that I'm back on now and completely addicted to, um, which is a bad habit. I always think that's really bad when you're dating someone and then you guys both wake up in the morning and then the dude just grabs his phone and just or his computer and just gets on it. That's like so unromantic and that's a sign. Um, I don't know. I get out of bed. I make a pour over coffee. I draw a bath, sometimes an Epsom salt bath or a bubble bath. Um, yeah. And then I like pick out my outfit and uh, put my foundation on, my uh, makeup HD forever foundation uh, and my mascara and my eyeliner also, yeah, and then I, uh, you know, hit the road. But I love coffee. I'm addicted to coffee. And uh, and also dating this guy made me want to wear eyeliner. That's why I started talking about eyeliner because he really? thought he thought Olivia Wilde was so beautiful and that she had – and he said that, oh, that she had eyes like I did. And I asked Aristotle, my podcast producer, <laughs> I went, I went, do you think I have eyes like – do you think I kind of have eyes like Olivia Wilde? Like, and he went, well – you know, you don't wear eyeliner and you need like smoky makeup on. And I was like, what? So all of a sudden I started wearing. Oh, that's so funny. I know. I started wearing eyeliner in this relationship and like dressing a little bit more sexy and feminine and getting into like my femininity and like wearing crop tops more and like fun flirty skirts um, because I just wanted to be like, I wanted to feel sexy with this hunk. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't compromise myself. Let me, let me make that clear. Anyway, I embraced, I embraced femininity in a powerful, cool way. Femininity as a feminist. (laughs) Yes. So what about on the other end of the day, your evening routines? What are some of the last few things you do before you go to bed? Anything you do to relax or wind down after like a long, busy day? Oh my God, we're in a drought. So I don't want to say I take another bath, but, uh, -hmm. what do I do? I, uh, I don't know. I've been in a bad habit lately because post breakup, it's only been uh, five days. I I've been going to bed without washing my makeup off and uh, watching Felicity or old oh, school. I love Felicity. Oh my god, I love Felicity and I love old school nine hundred two and zero. But now I've hit season five and Brenda left and I'm like, bye. I'm out of here. I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> but I've just been like 
Oh, I've been happy. Thank you. I'm, a, I'm we're illuminating my bad habits. Um, I have not been washing my face, and I've been like watching TV till three in the morning, uh, and surfing the internet and refreshing my apps, which has got to change. Um, normally it's like a, a, an Epsom salt bath, uh, and taking my makeup off, moisturizing, listening to, yeah, I guess like listening to podcasts and, and learning. That's usually what That's I'm cool. usually trying to do. Yeah. Okay, two questions about that. Do you have makeup wipes? They're like a game changer. Yes. Well. Oh, my God. The makeup – I use Neutrogena Yeah, sensitive. just keep them by your bed because in that way if you like really don't feel like getting up, maybe that would be good. Katie, I'm st- that's what I'm talking about. I'm still too lazy. I have them right next- – <laughs> I have them right next to the couch because I know that like I can't even make it to the bed. Like, yeah, anyway. But yes, I have those. I love them. Okay, when good. I, when I use them. Just checking in on that. Okay, the other thing. Do you journal ever? Oh, my God. Yes. That's I'm like – I started a journal about my breakup and the journal you sent me, but it smelled too much of your perfume. Oh, I couldn't no. handle it. It like hurt my head, but uh, oh, like because no. the perfume spilled, not because it wasn't great perfume, but it was just like, yeah. ah, it's, but um, yes, I journaled. That's like how I deal with it. That's how I like, and I totally journaled I, I about all of this. Yes, that's cool. my favorite by, by hand with a pen. So all the emotion comes out of my funnels its way out of my arm. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Maybe there'll even be an exercise in my book that will be good post breakup that can help you I don't know with your thoughts and feelings it's it's such a great tool for creativity I think so yeah do you ever have you ever done the artist way morning pages no what am I supposed to do tell me I'll do it so it's the, the first tool in my book is based off of this and you have my book now so you can yeah, see I'm but, holding it I'm holding it right now oh, what cool. page? Yeah. it's I don't know what page but in the beginning of like the tool section because my book is 55 journaling exercises like prompts and tools the beginning yeah. is kind of like about that and more about me you can skip that part and just go straight to the tools but the um or anyone can and you but the first tool is based on the artist way which is this book by julia cameron where she has people write three pages of stream of consciousness just writing front back front in the morning where you just get out all of your thoughts and feelings and you talk about like the weird dream you had or like the fears you have and the really interesting thing is when that starts to happen you start to self-soothe as you go down the page and it might start off as like everything is terrible or yesterday was terrible but today is better and you'll see yourself like start to self-soothe and my exercise in the book is similar to that but a bit more guided and directed with some certain questions and anyway it just is a good practice that I feel like since you're such a feeler like I am I just feel like we would be kindred spirits with journaling too you know? oh my god that's like I have I'm looking I have one two three four I have like piles of journals I'm like it's crazy oh it's amazing it's, yeah it's my favorite thing in the whole surprised. world and I that's and so I was cool. yeah so and I actually I have the you've got me two journals you got me the the really great like uh like there's a brown one, the yellow oh, one. Oh yeah, that the therapist talks. one. That one's funny, yeah, right? That, that one's made funny. Me think of you. But I'm all like, get out of here! I've got things to say. I know. Like I'm so <laughs> like, you're, you're in my way here. But um, yeah, I have that. I have that open right now, and your book right in front of me. And uh, you're so right about self-soothing, and and also like that's such a good point. I am I'm gonna get back to that because I used to keep a journal by my bed, and I would do that, and it's just not the same trying to do it in your phone because it's like the act of actually like writing, yeah, is is part of the soothing factor and. Yeah, the feeling feelings. It's uh, I like that. There's some kind of meme on the internet or just quote where it's like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse to yeah. feel so many feelings or whatever. Like feel things so deeply because, yeah. And I, I say this on my episode that I'm scared to put out in the next few weeks, uh, uh, where I spiral openly and process 
embarrassingly openly on my podcast about my breakup. Um, but dating someone who can't relate to darkness or depression or whatever, feeling deeply in a intense way frustrated me a little bit because I would say like to him, I go, you know, you don't, you don't, you try to empathize. You don't understand. And it's hard for you to empathize with moodiness and depression because he wants things to be very happy. And he goes to the gym every day and like, you know, I'm sure he's very complex, whatever. But, uh, I was annoyed because I was like, my go-to statement would be, you reap the benefits of art created by people uh, yeah. who, who make the art because they're trying to fight through their darkness or they're trying to find a way uh, out of whatever it is they're struggling with and pain or depression or moodiness or internal struggles. Like that's just like when you're saying like, this happens, make great art. This happens, make great art. Like, yeah. So like movies, books, whatever, mm-hmm. like all this shit for the most part, I would say generalization is coming from somebody's need to create, to work, to fight through, you know? Yeah. And I will say too, that sometimes you have to be ready to feel the feelings. And there's other times where I just want to cope. And then those times I want to enjoy somebody else's art, somebody else's that can be just as cathartic for me. Oh yeah. Watching Felicity and feeling her feel her feelings, you know? Oh, yeah. me, because I'm not ready to, I don't want to journal. Like, sometimes it's like, ugh, I know I need to feel that, and I feel, like, pregnant with something I need to process, but I just don't want to right now. And that's okay, too. Sometimes we cope, and sometimes we feel. And coping is is just as good, and it's fine. But eventually, you're going to have to feel it and maybe make art with it, but definitely feel it and probably be do something creative with it. But at the same time, watching other people's creative stuff can be just as cathartic and anyway no I'm so with you yeah and that's why for a long time uh, I stopped blogging because I was like I don't want to share my personal stuff I don't want to say anything I don't want to invite strangers into my stuff like I'm still processing I don't know what I'm feeling and also and I just don't want to put it out there and like and then maybe it would come out in a different way like now things come out apparently in podcasts or in uh you know writing film stuff you know like so it's interesting. Yeah. It's an ebb and flow. And you, you also can't be so when you're a creative person, I've learned you can't be so hard on yourself when you're not creating and maybe you are just coping mm, or because yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's just like, well, I'm not creating, but I'm going on a long walk and I'm like, things are percolating and I'm processing stuff and I don't even realize that I'm processing stuff mm-hmm. um, that I can use later. Like, so, so you need that time that in the interim, yeah. like, you know, like, because that's part of it. Like, Yeah, it's like what Pete Holmes always says. You have to live a life worth commenting on. I always think of that. Like, sometimes I'm not creative, creating actively, but I am by going out and getting life experience and getting material, so to speak. Oh, yeah, I love it. I'm writing that down. In the journal you got me, you have to live a life worth commenting on. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's land this plane, as you okay. would say, Yes. for doing our um, quick-fire questions. They're really fun. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. So, favorite color? Purple. Favorite day of the week? Mm, Sunday. Favorite hour of the day? Mm, four o'clock. If you had a daily uniform, what would it be? Oh, my God. What would it be? Oh, man. God damn it. Oh, shit. You're friends I feel with like... so many stylish people. You're friends with Sophia Maruso. You're friends with the BB Dakota girl. You, I am so cool. You have the I most can't amazing believe. style. <laughs> um, I w- it would probably be like, oh, my God. I feel like it would be like a cool leather jacket. Let me answer the goddamn okay. question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
be, uh, I don't know, probably a pair of tight black jeans uh, that are a little bit like you can see my ankles, a little ankle exposed, like high water tight black jeans a little bit. Maybe high-waisted tight black jeans. And I'm talking a real high waist that covers my belly button. Uh, and then white Keds with no socks, but I'm actually going to be wearing hidden socks because I don't <laughs> want my kids to get gross because I love white Keds. I love them. And then uh, I don't know, either a crop top if, if the high-waisted jeans cover my, you know, I don't know, or uh, or like a thin, t- sexy t-shirt and you can see my black lace bra through it. And uh, yeah, and then maybe a leather a leather jacket, maybe, maybe a great leather. I need like a, I need a better leather jacket. I need to get a new leather jacket. I feel That's like I, you have a cute one. I've seen you in. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. I need a new one. You heard that here. If anyone from any company has a cute leather jacket, send it to Alexi and send, send me, me one as well. We'll have twin leather we'll have, only we'll child t- jackets. We'll have twin All Saints leather jackets that fit us like a glove. Because I feel Done. like the ones I have right now are like too baggy or not quite right. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. key with a leather jacket is like the perfect fit. It's like the Keep- point of it. What okay. else do you want to know? Keep going. So you're having a dinner party, and you can invite five people. Who would you Who would you invite? What would you eat slash cook? And what do you hope someone turns and asks you at the party? And what do you hope that no one asks you that you really don't want to talk about anymore? Oh my god, I want to talk about everything. I don't like bodily function humor. Uh, mm. I wouldn't. I would invite Living or Dead. Yeah. I would invite Joan Rivers. Share. Uh, Joan Rivers. Share. Who else is great? I don't know. Russell Brand seems fun. Uh, Joan Rivers, share Russell Brand. Uh, I don't know. I can't think. Uh, I think that's all I have I'll in my come. brain right now. Yeah, you're there. You're totally invited. Um, who else should be there? Pete Holmes. I, I, we love him. Uh, yeah, but I don't really know him. But I mean, I just like listening to his podcast. Who else? Howard Stern, uh, Larry David. Um, who else? Who are really cool, badass women that I love? Uh, I said Cher, Joan Rivers. They're women that I'm not remembering right now that I adore. Lena Dunham. Oh, Lena Dunham is great. Sophia Amoruso is great. But I know them. I'm trying to find other okay, other people. I think that's it. That's all I've got for now. You just have too many cool people in your real life that it makes no. it. That's a good problem to have. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. What's your favorite part? You grew up in L.A. What's your favorite part of living in L.A. and least favorite part? Least favorite part, there are so many DJs with bad hats and facial hair riding motorcycles <laughs> that I think are they're annoying. Uh, I, don't like sense of, I don't like a sense of entitlement. Uh, but the best part of living here is it's not as bad as people think. It's a wonderful place. People come here from all over the place. I love that the weather is wonderful. You can go to the beach or the desert uh, in one day. Uh, I love Malibu. I love Venice, surprisingly. Um, I love, Did you watch uh, that show Flaked on Netflix? No. Is it good? Yeah, I liked it. It took me a minute to get into it. But yeah, I liked it. You should watch it. When I was I was in California for the first time when I was there last week or whenever that was. And when I was in Venice, I was like, oh, my God, it's like the show. Oh, my God. I have to see the show. But yeah, yeah, you would like it because you know Venice. So you would be able to know if it's real or not. Well, I love uh, – I don't know. I love I – I have so many good friends. I love Laurel Canyon. I love the Canyon Country Store. I love my therapist. He's changed my life in- mm. insanely. I don't know. There's like, My mom lives here. Like just uh, – and there are a lot of good people here. And it's, it's home. Yeah, it's fun. I like the weather, and it's just, I don't know. Cool. Don't know. What's the best meal you've eaten in the last week? Oh, my God. The best meal I've eaten in the last week? Huh. I've just eaten a lot of pizza this week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I went to a fancy restaurant on one of my final dates with that dude. We shared a – we had 
oyster. We shared a Branzino fish or whatever. Uh, he was very nice with dates. He took me on nice. expensive, beautiful dates. It was very kind. I don't want that to be forgotten. That was very nice of him. Uh, I guess having Branzino, but I don't know. I'm simple. I like hot dogs. I like pizza. I went and saw – I went to the Hollywood Bowl with my friend uh, like two days after the breakup, and we saw Paul Simon. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Snapchat. Yeah, we saw Paul Simon, and that's a guy I used to date, so that was really sweet. He, like, he was like, we're going to do this, and we're going to He was on your drinks. podcast, right? Oh, no. Why? Oh, no. Never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, no. no, this is a different guy, but uh, yeah, and we, we got I got soft pretzels, and we got hot dogs, and beer, and that, that was like so fun. So I'm yeah. like pretty pretty simple, too. There's a place called Pinches or Pinches Tacos on uh, on Sunset in Los Angeles, and it's across the street from the Chateau Marmont, and I love fancy hotels, and so I love uh, – anyway, whatever. And that, they have great tacos, and I oh. love just like being on the Sunset Strip. Cool. We yeah. should go there on our walk. And yes. Walk around well, there. When let's I come walk back there. To LA. Yeah. yeah. When are you coming back? Um, in the fall, probably. Okay, I'm, I'll be here. Yay! Cool. Um, okay, just a couple more. So you really like the Pete Holmes podcast too? Do you have a favorite episode of that podcast? Oh, I really like the one with Gary Shandling. I think it's really special. I would invite mm. Gary Shandling too. Gary Shandling is another special person. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, and then another little ode to him. Can you tell us the story of the hardest time you ever laughed? This will be practice for when you're on his podcast. Oh, my God. The hardest time I've ever laughed. I don't know. I, I, I laughed so hard at, like, I laughed so hard the other day interviewing um, somebody for my podcast. Hardest time I ever laughed. I don't even know. I, I have to think about that. I have no clue. I think I'm always laughing, and the only reason I have, I have really good abs uh, on top, like top abs. My hunky ex-boyfriend just told me that uh, uh-huh. because I think it's because I do nothing, but I laugh really hard. That's my favorite thing to do in the world. All I want to do is be like dancing to rap in my car. <laughs> I, want, I love dancing to rap and laughing super hard. That's amazing. I'm g- I need to just laugh more for my stomach purely. Yeah. <laughs> It's important. That's amazing. Um, okay, one more question stolen from him. What do you think happens when we die? Are you into spiritual stuff, open to spiritual stuff? Do you meditate? I, yes. Tell me I all about that. I meditate sometimes. I feel like uh, I – Do you do TM? Like, no. I mean I don't really know what TM is. I think I do, but I don't want to say I do. I, I've tried that where it's like I quiet myself and I time do a timer for like uh, – you know, for like 20 minutes and I just like keep trying to push aside thoughts that come through my brain and I focus and I have like, a, I think I had like a word or whatever mantra thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh wait, I feel like this is what I believe in because I'm okay. very into spiritual stuff and I like, and I, I feel like I found this message from a bunch of different, I'm not religious by the way, but I'm just saying like I would go to bookstores or I'd be listening to a radio show or talking to people and the same idea would pop up uh, in, from all these different av- avenue, avenues and all these different channels and the the, the idea is that uh, yes we do reincarnate and we are our souls like we are just souls here and like we, we we're it's not a mistake that we're born in the body and in the, in the spacesuit that we are wearing that we exist in currently mm-hmm. in this lifetime and that we come to this planet and maybe this sounds like goofy or weird and this is or maybe this is scary no, this is but, right up my alley and right up but, their alley but like we come here uh I'll speak for everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, wow, it makes me feel happy. Like we come here not because life on uh, is uh, on Earth is easy. It's difficult. It's because we're here to learn learn stuff. It's like I've heard that like when you die, you you know we leave our body, but our soul like we go back up to wherever wherever it is, and then we decide if we want to 
jump back down and inhabit another spacesuit and uh, and learn and evolve. And that's how souls evolve. And you know, and like, and that's why you, when you walk around, maybe and you meet somebody, you feel like you know them or you've mm-hmm. known them because yeah, maybe you didn't know them in a, in a past life, and they're like a soul something or other to you. But so that's why it's like, yeah. Uh, it's never I don't know I, I I believe in that and like that we come here and I feel like my purpose here is to like maybe learn patience and maybe I, I don't know exactly what I'm meant to do but I would like to believe that like it's not so scary because none of us really die we just like you maybe you don't rem, you don't remember having existed before uh because you can't uh, but yeah I don't know I would like to believe I do believe in reincarnation and that we're here to learn stuff and like life is is like going to college it's like a it's like school and that's why yeah. it's not always easy in that uh yeah i don't know so i guess it doesn't have to be so scary nothing really matters it's okay yeah mm, that's beautiful and comforting do you ever listen to abraham hicks yes that's why i like you know where he talks about frequencies and stuff like that yeah yeah that's why uh i'm I definitely am trying to work on you know the people i surround myself with and the words i use you know I, sometimes i say bad things like i use the word monster or jerk or it's just i say how harsh things like I know the word hate has like a you know low frequency and I'm trying to like get out of my own way and not be egocentric and not be concerned of like what the guy I dated is thinking of me and annoyed that like oh we mutually this is something I talked about with my therapist uh which relates to ego and frequency and stuff like that I was annoyed that this guy finally realized for himself that this didn't feel right for him because it made me feel like, shit, I should have broken up a month before and then he said the words to me. So now I feel like a dork and that means he mm. wins and I lose. And I am and I just got all egocentric about it because I was like, I know why it wasn't right for me, but I wanted him to love me and I want him to suffer. Like these are horrible egocentric yeah. real, real sh- thoughts, but they're shitty thoughts and they're low frequency. And, they, and uh, my therapist said like, get out of ego because when you do that you shrink and when mm. you when you don't think out of ego and you're just like it's all good i had an experience with somebody and it ended and it's fine and it's all good then yeah. you expand then you expand and it's like a, a higher frequency way to be and so anyway that's getting back to frequency talk and abraham hicks and yeah it's all about the school you know it's just another lesson in life school yeah i struggle with being defensive sometimes or wanting to control stuff and and uh and wanting to win and that's another thing I'm learning uh, through this relationship through my friends talking me through it is like they're like Alexi stop framing shit as like you won or he won or who's winning or who likes who more because like at the crux at the core of it like that'll hurt me in every relationship with friends with guy with boyfriends like and that's something I I struggle with because I get a little bit defensive and I'm like I want to win I want to win and like that's bullshit so I've got to continue to do cognitive behavioral therapy on myself and be like stop it don't be like that you weren't happy it's not right be nice everything's fine this all happened everything is unfolding that's another phrase my therapist always reminds me of everything is exactly as it needs to be and everything's unfolding it's everything is just exactly as it needs to be and so Mm. maybe that's a little bit grounding or something it's comforting at least for sure that's amazing. Okay, last segment, and I promise I'll let you go. So this is the part where you recommend stuff. So just a couple of things. So favorite movie you've watched recently or favorite movie of all time? Either way oh my God. or both. Oh, God. I love the movie Swingers. I think it's a perfect movie. I love the movie Swingers, and I also love a movie from the 70s that might be available on Netflix that always helps me when I'm in a breakup or Ooh. 
what I, I, uh, it's called an unmarried woman. And what it, it, it like, uh, she, a woman ends up getting a divorce. Uh, she has like a 16 year old daughter and she's happily married, happily married. And it ends kind of out of nowhere. And she has to like rebuild herself and throw herself out into the world. And, uh, and oh, it cool. takes place. It's just a great movie. It, it's from the seventies. And I, I love movies from the seventies cause they're more deep and, uh, whatever. And, oh, and another movie I love, is Broken English with Parker Posey. Have you ever seen that? No, I'm writing that down too. Oh my God, it's another movie. It's Zoe Cassavetes wrote and directed it. She's John Cassavetes' daughter. And it's just, these are like, these are like just like three movies that I watch, um, you Comfort know. Comfort movies. Yeah, Comfort I have those too. Movies. Yeah, that just like go, oh, everything's going to be okay. I'm not alone. It's all good. You know, like you, re- you rebuild. And I just cool. love sex. Sex in the City and all that stuff or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, wait, okay. TV show. That was the next thing that you love or that you always go back to you already said felicity sex oh, city anything else yeah friends oh yeah duh. Sex, duh so comforting friends i just start i was just turned on the pilot last night on, available on netflix okay so friends sex in the city netflix should be so sponsoring us feel I free know, both podcasts you can get a devil podcast sponsor come here. on <laughs> we love you netflix but yeah so uh sex in the city uh friends old school original Beverly Hills 90210 uh and I just got into Broad City and I I watched every single episode that's that's something that the dude I I just dated got me into and I'm so glad I got into it yeah it's so good um what about song is there a favorite song or something you've been listening to on repeat recently or song of all time well I used to be really into like shoegazy like modest mouse or uh like beach house or father john misty or just like kind of I do like indie indie music, but what I'm really into, like everybody else in our culture right now, uh, I am a white girl who loves rap. I just love rap. <laughs> I love I love like dirty rap. Drake's I, new album? Uh, I have not gotten into that. I've got to listen to that, but I haven't. Uh, I think I oh, I do like the. It's like sounds kind of calypso-y. Yeah. Like like yeah like what's the name of that song? Like what is that? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. The, like, main single from his Views album, whatever that yeah, is. I do like that song. I, I came on yesterday. You it's like so it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, yeah. Like, it's I've such been, a like, good summer that. jam, right? It really is. And, like, oh, yeah. my God, I love – I mean, And it's that's what Drake is for. He's for, like, the summer jams. That's why I feel like the whole beginning part of that album, it's not Drake to me because it's not, like, those summer jams. And then – because he did it, like, for the seasons or whatever in Toronto – and so it's like fall, winter, and then finally it gets to summer, and it's like that song, which is so oh my good. god, I didn't even realize it, but yeah, but like that's that song. I'm like, just so you know, I like last like I loved when Hotline Bling came out. I was like, okay, yes, I was obsessed with that song as everybody else was, but yeah. So I, but I, I, just, I love rap, and uh, and that's all. And that's making me very happy to listen to it very loud because it just like shakes me up and makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, me too. What about book, either of all time or recently? Anything you want to recommend there? Oh my god! I mean, I love these self-help books. Let me see my audiobooks. I just read uh, Angelica Houston's second autobiography called uh, called Oh whoopsies. I read. It's called um, Watch Me, and it's about like the second half of her life where she starts dating Jack Nicholson and she becomes she decides to become an actress and she's kind of a late bloomer because she was a model she was like well she was modeling before that's an exciting book it's called Watch Me by Angelica Houston right now I'm reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer um, that's like a, that's all about like it's a good one yeah it's great I can't, it's like about uh, just detaching yourself from your thoughts and not getting hooked into these like 
thought spirals. Yeah. And that's like a huge part of what we waste our time with and what really hurts us. And like, so I've got to be like, okay, yes, I got to get behind the thoughts. You wake up in the morning and all of a sudden it's like, okay, what's the thought of the day? Oh no, I went through a breakup. I can't believe it. I'm a loser. Oh, it's like, what? No, stop yeah, it. That book is oh, so good for that. So good. So I'm listening to that. I just listened to You Are a Badass by oh, Jen. Oh, I just downloaded that or bought oh my it God. on Audible. Oh, my God. I did, too. I'm going to listen to it again. It's so good. Oh, good. I'm um, excited. And then I'm listening to Not That Kind of Girl and I Suck at Relationships. I've already listened to that twice. Um, so I'm just, like, listening to all this stuff. Other books. Do you think being into self-help stuff is an only child thing? No. I think it's a – I think it's a – modern I don't know why it would be an only child thing why would it be an only child thing I don't know maybe because we are so introspective because we didn't have brothers and sisters I don't know oh that's a really good point I don't know maybe so I think I think that could be I mean I could understand why only children would be into self-help stuff I'm sure there are a lot of self a lot of only children who aren't but yeah yeah, it's embarrassing to talk about sometimes if obviously not on your podcast and stuff <laughs> like it's, it's a safe zone here but I know that like yeah, I know. I, I I get shy to talk about this stuff sometimes with with guys that I date or whatever because I feel like they won't want to hear it. But like, yeah, I love all this stuff. I love examining my life, being introspective, thinking my thoughts. But I also have to like balance balance myself because I I don't you know, and so the thoughts don't hurt me because that's sometimes I I I have so much pain because of all the thinking that I do, and so I'm just trying to be like introspective to the point where I know how to manage my thoughts and not beat myself up and overthink and believe lies that I tell myself and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So last recommend question, what's your favorite social media to use and where can people find you on social media? Every, all of those things. Oh yes. Okay. Find me on social media, on Snapchat, Instagram. You're amazing on Snapchat. You have a beautiful voice and kitty. Thank you very much. Actually, I'm finding a new home for my kitty because he's out of control and he just needs more room to roam. But oh, you can goodbye, f- kitty. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can find me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at Alexi Wasser, A-L-E-X-I-W-A-S-S-E-R. And my favorite is, God, they're all great in different moments. And They'll I've all actually- be in the show notes. Oh, the, the, but they're all great for different reasons. And I've kind of like narrowed down like I feel like if I'm really inspired and in a really great mood – I tweet and I Snapchat and I can be in a great mood for all of them with like, you know, Instagram I use as a tool to like let people know what I'm up to. And then I, I forward that to like my Facebook and my Tumblr and my, my Twitter. But like, I don't know. I find that like Snapchat is my favorite because Me it's, too. yeah, I'm it's just so like real and raw. It's so real and raw. You can always save it to your phone. And if you're really proud of a Snapchat, you can just upload you can it to your Instagram. Instagram it. Exactly. You always Instagram it. And then yeah. you get the people who are, aren't on your Snapchat on Instagram yeah. to come over. But yeah, so it's Snapchat all the way at Alexi Wasser. And I may, I've been making custom songs for people. If you DM me your name, uh, I will just like <gasps> sing a song for you. Cool. But not not doing that right one. now. I'll give you one later on Snapchat. Yeah, Happy that's surprise. amazing. Someday. Okay. So final question. It has been the longest podcast ever, but I just couldn't stop. Thank you for hanging out. Final question of this new podcast title, Let It Out. What is something that you are still wanting to let it out? What's the question that you're pondering that you want to be asked or you want to answer? I want to prove to myself that I can make a feature film and I want to fall in love with somebody that feels like so cozy and 
safe and happy and trustworthy and sexy and awesome and have great sex and a wonderful communicative uh, relationship. That's not what I want. I want love and I want to, to, to uh, yeah, love and career thriving. Mm. That's what I want. Just those two things. Amazing. I wish this was like, I wish I was a fair godmother and I could just be like, here you go. Here's all of them. But I'm pretending that I am and you're going to just like manifest the shit out of all of that because you're so awesome. So thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank, thank you for, for having the show. me. I'm sorry it was 8,000 hours long, but oh, I just thank didn't you. stop. This is so much fun. No, my God, please tell me when it's up and I can't wait to blast it. I can't wait to listen back and I'll just put it on all my social media that I just told you all about. Oh, thank you so much. you guys well that's the episode isn't Alexi the coolest obviously I really really like her and think the world of her and I probably sounded a little bit giddy and fangirly in this episode but you know what that's how I feel so hopefully you enjoyed it too congratulations on making it to the end if you did tweet at Alexi and I something about your dating life that might be vulnerable or silly or just that you got to the end maybe you don't want to share anything vulnerable that's cool too thank you so much for listening again if you want to support the show best way to do it is to subscribe share it leave a review and you can always shop through amazon through my website helps me you know keep doing the show and if you like it and you want me to keep doing it that's a great way to support the show you can also donate which is super helpful as well anyway i am so grateful that you are still listening right now if you are still listening right now it's very cool of you i'm still rambling oh i remembered what i wanted to tell you that's why i was rambling so if you're curious about that date that i went on at the beginning of the episode if you listened to that part and you didn't fast forward Well, it's pretty funny because I did end up hanging out with him a couple more times after that, but ultimately, Alexi was right when she said that you kind of know everything right at the beginning, and it wasn't a fit. So I did the nice thing, but the hard thing, and I told him that he was such a lovely person because he is, and that it just wasn't right for me right now, and that he deserves someone who was more available and right for him and that wasn't me so that's what happened with that in case you're curious you might not be you might have stopped listening ages ago but just in case you're still here thank you again and I hope you enjoyed this episode again as much as I did and I will see you next week I'm not going to tell you who's coming up on the show next week because I will tell you in my email newsletter, which is where I'm going to be sharing a lot of cool things coming up. I have a lot of ideas for this newsletter and what I want it to become. So make sure you sign up for it. And when you do, you get my, you know, I always say this in my Oprah voice, Katie's favorite things, guide of all the things that I love in one comprehensive guide for you. So sign up for that. Make sure you're on my email list. And I will talk to you guys there.